Yo, it is good to have you. Uh, definitely grateful that you are on the uh, show. So, uh, my name is Holden Stefan Roy. For those who don't know, welcome to Bridge the Gap. This is the interview show where we take very uh, smart and interesting individuals such as yourself and we run through your life story and we extract knowledge nuggets, which is just the really interesting and actionable items that we can uh, learn from the journey that you have gone on to create the art and different things that you have done with your life. And part of why we do this is because it's super hard to learn the stories of people in our tier of the world. And when you go to the Googles, there's, there's a lot of songs, but maybe not a lot of stories. So it gives everybody an opportunity to learn a whole bunch of stuff, which is really great. Before we get sure. into that, yo, for real, your albums are wonderful. Like, both your albums are wonderful. Like, I just got to give you, that. like, praise as an album reviewer before we get into it. There's stories. They're cohesive stories that travel throughout, that tell a journey with songs that sound distinct, fresh, and unique, each approaching individual subject matter collectively moving along a narrative. Woof! Who the fuck is doing that these days in our little right. scene? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I have to give you your fucking flowers on that before we get into it. Because um, not to say other people aren't doing that, but I feel like what you did is quite excellent and it deserves a whole a whole lot of love. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that for real. But um, we'd like to start this off with like a, a little token question. It's a little bit of a story and then we're just going to run through it and we're going to get... Yes. get into it so the first question is basically goes like my girlfriend was washing dishes one time and uh she was dancing around listening to that black eyed peas song that i got a feeling Ooh. she's vibing she's having her thing she's washing them dishes and then i was thinking about that song and how like you know back in like 2010 or whatever i would be really drunk out there partying kind of doing the thing in that circle to that very same song and i was like yo wait a second so the shit that used to be club music like once upon a time back in the day has now kind of evolved over time into chores music or exercise music or these different vibes as like time passes which got me really thinking and so all that club shit you're hearing today that's just chores music 10 years down the line and it got me kind of like you know it's a funny idea and then i rolled it all the way back for me and i realized yo when i was young that shit was also happening in my home and it got me thinking about our musical journeys and so often we think when we're like you know 10 12 and we start getting into it because that's what we think about the most about it but really our artistry all of it it starts like way before then it starts like when we're super young like five years old whatever arbitrary age like in my case i can vividly remember my dad playing these led zeppelin tapes through his like fucking setup with the speakers and the multiple layers of shit and then my mom had her discos and other kinds of stuff going on and in the car they would play krista berg for some reason never anywhere else that was some car shit and then like <laughs> but all this stuff kind of like like fuses together to shape your exposure like i grew up with that pop music of being born in 87 in the 90s and stuff so all of these different sounds all of these different vibes start creating and paving this like foundation and then i realized as i talked to people that so much shit is part of their life really does tie into who they will become and different things like that so yeah, i was I hoping that you could walk us through what a mr flipstar was like when he, when he was super young and what the sounds were like and what the technology was like and all of that just walk us through that part of your life musically no doubt so 
Uh, both my parents are Haitian. So growing up, there was a lot of, you know, compas being played in the crib. Um, but my mom, she also loved, um, like, French music from Europe. Mm. Like, you know, Charles Aznavour and, you know, Joe Dassin, some of them, right? So she really, she used to play them in the house a lot. I remember when I was growing up. And I remember because my brother and I, one thing that's, that's just like a distinct memory of mine is when we, my brother, who's uh, three years older than I am, I remember when we were young, we used to go to sleep all the time to like a French soft rock station. It was called Cité Octetante. And we used to go to, we used to fall asleep to that every single night, right? So there are a lot of songs that are, I would say, like from French Quebec, as well as uh, Fran uh, French from Europe. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, what at that point in time was considered, you know, soft rock, pop, American music, right? Like as far as the English side. So I would say that my, you know, the genesis of my uh, um, affinity for music began with that type of music. And I've always, and I've realized over the years that I'm someone who I would, I would deem myself as someone who's, you know, who, who likes to dabble into uh, nostalgia, right? So I always like to go back and then I would say maybe like around the two, early 2000s. That's when we start. That's no, when we're I really gonna get started. there after. We still got to play in the, there's still no, other no, no. stuff though. No, no, but that's okay, what I'm okay. saying. So like, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to tie it together. So right. in the early, or in the early 2000s, that's when I really started to, um, to, uh, I guess, I guess to do my research is to really dig mm. and find out artists of yesteryears. Right. So that's when I really started getting, you know, getting into like, Marvin Gaye, like you know, some like I, I like I had a like a, an infatuation with like seventies R and B things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So I really started going into that. So I think like these are all things that really sort of led me to have I, like my scope of what music is is just, as much wider. You're going into a lot broader. more detail than that, my guy. We're not even done in your five year old age yet. There's still more things to ask. Trust, we're For not because sure. there's other right, elements so, to hip hop, right? There's other you're, elements you're right. to the music tree. You are right. So even before, you know what, you're right. And even before we started jumping into the whole hip hop scene, um, I remember before rap came, you know, my like, oh my goodness, what is this type of music? Uh, it was actually like dance music, early 90s. Like I remember like mm. Ace of Bass. To me, that was, they were like, they were, you know, to me, they were magical. It was like, wow. That song's ageless. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. So, so it was a lot of that. I remember like 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 there are certain songs that I like I have specific memories that are tied to these songs. Like if I think of um uh, uh Dust in the Wind. Mm. Um Kansas. Yeah, there you go. You know, like so, like there are certain songs or like, you know, Spandau Ballad, true. There are so like there's so many songs, like even I would say uh pop in the UK. There's a lot of that too that I remember growing up that to me was like fascinating sonically. So there's a lot of things that um, led to me getting to rap because it took a while for me to actually get into it. Don't you worry. My whole thing is very chronological. So we're going to go through yeah. it all. And we still got to exactly. ask other questions about your five-year-old era. Were you into the dancings back then? Were you a dancer? Yes. I felt, yes, yes. During the club days, my goodness. Yes, I used to be, when I was 
But that's the thing. I became a dancer when I was really introduced to rap. Which so, was like so when you were like real young, still not a dancer. Because, yo, some people is. Some people is telling me about full-on childhood spectacles. So the truth is, you never fucking know what people are going to tell you about these little moments as we go through it. And then you're going to start remembering shit, and it's going to be blessed. But yo, were you into drawing and shit? Were you yes. Were, so like when you were yes. super young, were you like mad visuals? Hell yeah, man. I, in fact, I even took an arts class. Yeah, that's cool. Tell I, us about that. I, I used to, like, my mom, I think I, yeah, it was, it was, it was like a, a community center that was close to my elementary school. I remember my mom used, my mom used to, to take me there because she knew that I had, I, I, I love to draw. And I remember one of my first, two of my first drawings that I still remember clearly were, it was uh, a link from the, from the video game Zelda. And uh, uh, TMNT, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Fucks with this heavy. I like yeah, your style. Like, the, like these are the like these were the two of the first drawings like that I was actually proud of myself. Yeah. That's blessed. Sorry. So off the jump. Um, but when you're like super young, are you also singing and shit, or are you just like consuming it? Nah. When I was young, it was it was strictly a matter of consumption. I okay. never felt. I never felt compelled to actually sing, to learn the songs. Like, no, like I would learn the songs, but never like as like mm. as part of like me performing. And it was more like just for you know for me to memorize. So if we're in a car, like I know what the you know lyrics are, so on and so forth. But never in terms of performance. Nah. That's that's interesting though. That's interesting because even if you think about what you said, there's the distinction of knowing a song to spit in the car when the time is right, is even a vibe nobody's brought up yet on this interview. But it's a yeah. real thing I think a lot of us did, though. That's some big interesting to me. Yeah. Um, that's cool, though, because right away, so you're able to draw, and you're already consuming music, but you're already consuming a lot of different musics that, frankly, most people I've talked to have not consumed. But to be fair, I didn't grow up on the French side, so perhaps uh, it, was a, it was a different thing. But we did not ask a pivotal question that needs to be asked. Where are you born? Montreal, Canada. That's fresh. What part of Montreal are you from? I was I actually born and raised in Laval my entire life. Uh, so to me, Laval is really home for me. Mm. I was like, like I've, I've lived in Montreal for a few years, uh, but Laval is, is really where it's at for me. I respect that. We we include Laval in Montreal for the sake oh, of, of it needs to of be course. done because, you know, it's just fair enough. And Laval's blessed. Um, that's cool, though. All right, so you went to elementary school and then high, uh, high school-ish or whatever kicks around, and you're already, at this point, researching nostalgic music. So at what point between being, like, a consumption, just learning tracks to sing and, like, studying, does, like, your interest in music develop into something more? Do you remember, like, the first song you heard that was like, yo, what the fuck is this? I gots to know more. Shit. I, I, be, I actually believe... That it was Wu Ooh. Yeah, I think it was the Wu. The Wu. Because uh, I remember it was a neighbor of mine who's actually from Miami. So he was staying um, with his family for the summer. Um, but he spoke French as well, right? Because, you know, he had, you know, like a lot of the family was French. But he lived in Miami and he came with the, um, with uh, back then it was the cassette tape. Mm -hmm. So he had the, uh, the, 96, the, the 36 Chambers cassette tape. Okay. And I remember hearing that. And but you know the funny thing is this when I heard that to me I was like damn and this is I've never heard anything like this before in my life but the first rap song like the first rap album that I ever listened to was The Chronic it was Dr Dre in 1992 
But that to me was revolutionary for me. How come? That to me was crazy. I just, well, number one, like the type of sounds that they were using. Mm. Uh, you know, you're talking about, you know, like, you know, the certain drum patterns. And then Dr. Dre was heavy into like, like uh, funk, like, you know, old funk sampling, you know, the, you know, the, 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 the you know, uh, what you would call it? Um, the, the parliament and, and George and, Clinton. Uh, and George Clinton and, and, and like, you know, a, you know, Leon Haywood, like a lot of the artists that he would use to sample the music. And then obviously when I first heard Snoop's voice, cause Snoop, you know, his voice is so unique. You hear the voice and it's kind of like, damn, man, this is, he sounds young, but he doesn't, he sounds menacing, but he doesn't. So there's, there's like, there's a lot of components to hit, like to, you know, to the sound of his voice that to me were really interesting. And then you notice that you like when you're young. Yeah. Well, like in hindsight, going back, I was mm. like, when I was young, I was like, damn, something about this really fascinates, but I can never, I guess, really express it the proper way. But in hindsight, looking back now, I'm understanding that, that this is what my brain was processing back then. I just didn't know that that's, you know, that that's what was happening at the time. I really like the way you describe Snoop's voice though. Cause I agree with you. But I never really thought about it until you said it like that. But that's yeah. facts. That is exactly what his voice is like. So, um, so yeah. So just so so just hearing hearing that, and then like hearing and then the content that they were rapping about. It was that you know it was, some, it was that gangster shit. But at the same time, they were, you know they were still spitting knowledge. It was a lot of storytelling, as you know. So it was just like all of these components that somehow, some way, like they were able to like put into like a big pop. And right. then just come out with that product to me. Like I was like, wow, this is crazy. So then that so then that album in itself really made me want to learn more about rap. And I remember one of the first tapes that I would like I was like, wow, okay, now I understand that there's a difference between, you know, West Coast rap or like rappers from California versus rappers from New York. And so my boy Gino, he came over to my crib because he was sleeping over. Uh, I remember we had we had summer lessons uh, for math and he came over to sleep for the Friday night to Saturday night and he left his tape there. And it was a Biggie mixtape tape, so it was like some of the like, some of like uh, Biggie's B sides, mm. and that to me that that's what that, that's that's when I took off. Like I was like, okay, you know what? So it's not even like rap. a Biggie album. It's like a Biggie B sides that most of us are probably not really listening to. Yeah, that's fresh. And then, and then that's what really made me want to listen to. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So yeah. So at that point, you're like, I'm gonna be a rapper. Or no, you... not even. Okay. So no, at that point, I'm, I'm at that point, I'm gonna be a rap head. I'm not gonna be a rapper. I like that. I like your like awareness with that. So you start studying yeah. it up. Um, yeah. How old are you in 2000? Like what age are you at around then? Since 2000, so I was like 16, 17. Okay. So you're at yeah. that point where computers are becoming more mainstream, the internet's becoming more mainstream, and you're like in that fucking area of adopting internet early, I guess? Yes. Correct. That's fresh. So tell us how you would bump music. Tell us literally how you would go about dealing with music at that age with your computer so that half of us can be nostalgic and the other half can learn what it used to be. Uh, so, shit. I'm trying to remember when I switched, when I transitioned from Walkman to CD player. Mm, and that, that must have been what? I, I, think, I think in 98 is when I had, is when I transitioned. So if you're looking at it from that point of view, I think in 98 is when, when I transitioned. Cause I remember, I remember, well, you know what, before, before jumping, before jumping into the whole CD player, just having a Walkman, like how, you remember like how, like back then I remember just to get some of the hip hop, we used to tape the radio. Yes. So we, we used to put the cassette tape like in the radio. And like, when we knew that, like there was a DJ that would put like a rap set, we used to record it 
and then we we'd record it with the the commercials as well. We record it with the uh, with the radio tags on top of it, right? You know, the radio station the tags. So this is how we would learn songs to the point where now, like, if there's certain songs that I listen to now that I used to listen to back then, and I remember the mix like by heart, and I remember that, okay at that point in the song, that's when the DJ would say DJ such and such from radio station such and such, right? So when I hear the songs now and I hear it without the tag, it feels weird to me because I was never used to that, right? Because I was so used to listening to the the music that way. And mm. I remember even with the cassette tapes, when um, when the cassette tapes would, would ruin or there were certain parts of the tape that would, be, that, would be, that would be ruined. And when you put it in the Walkman and you play it, there are certain parts of the song that you wouldn't even remember because you know it would sound all marbled, it would sound choppy, and then it would go back to what it was. Like these are things that like I tell my daughter, like I have a daughter, and I tell her like she doesn't know anything about that. Like this is different for us, right? So, so there was that. Yeah, I remember then when I switched to the CD player, and that, that's when it was different. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you know, as far as like you know, skipping songs and you know, fast forwarding, rewinding, and things of that yes. nature. Like to me, that was like that was like a new, you know, that was like a damn man. This is mad convenient, right? Yeah, I remember so, that. So yeah, so there was that. I remember doing that. Um, this is how I would consume, uh, you know, consume music for the most part. And then, you know, then when you start hanging out with your boys, and then when your boys has a car, forget it. Like, you know, you would make mixed CDs because remember how you said, you know, when the internet came, and then you would make like make like you know tapes on a CD, like a, like a mixtape, so to speak. You know, let's say I would grab, okay, I like this, you know, I like this uh, Tupac song. I like this Nas song. I like this Notorious B.I.G. song. Ice Cube. And then you would put a play, you you know, you you make a playlist and then uh, you put it on, you burn it on a CD. Gosh, man, I remember that. Yeah, and I remember, I remember like, days. and and you would take it to your, you know, you would take it to the car when you and your boys would step out. And then, you know, you, you'd be that guy because you'd be like, damn, you, you coming out with the dope music. You don't have to put in five, six, different, six, seven, you know, different CDs just to hear the songs that you want. Now you got them all on a CD. So fresh. No, I mean, yeah, I, I, was, I was right there. I'm a couple of years younger than you. So like I went through all this transition probably within years of when you did. So I can remember all of that. I can remember I was the guy who paid the other people the $5 to get those CDs made because we didn't have the computer yet. And and I remember vividly going from not just tape to CD, but from CD to MP3 CD. Do you remember when all of a sudden you could have 180 songs on a single fucking disc? My brother David, he's the one who taught me how to do that. My brother David showed me, said, yo, he said, Phil, instead of having, you know, 12 to 16 songs, all depending, because it was like 80 minutes, 74, 80 minutes. It was, it was 80 or whichever so you say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he was saying, instead of having this, he said, look, how about you, how about we convert the songs into MP3s and just have all of them onto one CD? Like you said, I, like, I remember I had like 130, 140 songs onto it. I was, I was crazy, right? And I remember getting yeah, I remember that, that shit for my birthday, like the MP3 CD player, which was able to read that disc. Oh my gosh, that's some fucking good times. Were you uh, into the the Napsters and the, that side of it, or were you legit with it? Napster, uh, Napster, LimeWire, um, shit. There was another one. I'm trying to remember which one was that. Well, Napster, yes, that too. Uh, but yeah, but Napster and LimeWire, those were the two main ones. I remember. Yeah. That was yeah. honestly that was fun times. Um, a lot of good memories acquiring music but, like that. But you know the funny thing. But you know the funny thing is though about these like about these websites because there were a lot of mixed songs that were hot that were not available on these you know streaming sites, right? 
So there was, I remember there was a guy, I remember his name, his name was Back, Backwood. And he, I used to see him downtown all the time. Hold on a sec. You with me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we're good. Yeah. You, were, you were sounding yeah. good while so, I was yeah, talking. So, you, you okay? okay? So yeah, so there, yeah, yeah. So there was a, there was a dude called um, Backwood. He used to sell mixtape CDs all the time. So I remember he used to have the Papoose, the, the early G units, uh, the, the, you know, the dip sets, all that. I mean, he used to sell like, you know, $10 or $15. A piece. I, I used to buy them all the time. And the Camerons, like I, that, like there's a lot of, especially like a lot of New York rappers that I discovered that way. Yeah. yeah that's some good times. Yeah. The comments are reminiscing a bit. We got somebody going, I was so mad at Metallica over Napster and uh first streaming service I used was right. shut, <laughs> got shut down cause it's illegal. And the creator committed suicide. And I'm like, ooh, that's a big comment. But yeah, that's actually what happened sometime back then. Yeah. I remember launch. I don't know if you remember Yahoo's launch, but I can vaguely, I vividly remember sitting in high school in computer class. And we had that one hour or whatever. And we would be on Yahoo's launch watching music videos because it was like the only, it was pre-YouTube. And there was no other way to like get the, the music videos and shit. I don't know if you ever fuck with that one, but man, this is some, those are harder days than the fucking YouTube era. That's the truth of it. Do you remember what radio DJs you fucked with back in the day? Like for hip hop? From you. Like when you were younger? Because, um, yeah. Uh, hold on, give me a sec. Because the, the, the connection was a bit choppy just now. Hold on. All right, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, radio DJs, do you, mean, do you mean local or? Yeah, local ones from back in the day that you remember. Shit. Um, Godfather D. Um, I remember it was the Earthquake Sound Crew. They used to play. Well, they they were more dance hall, but they used to play hip hop as well. It was quite sane. Um, Star Q. Shit. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else. Silk. Like, these are some of the videos that I remember they used to play some of this music. Yeah. I'm just curious because, like, along the way, I realized when I started this, I didn't know who Don Smooth was. I didn't know who anybody, anybody was. Right. right. So if the more people give me these names, it's more like piecing together the puzzle of the early parts of the scene because um, most of the people I talked to didn't grow up in a French household. So maybe you actually yeah. got exposed to completely, I'm assuming it's a French household based on you said Haitian. I might be wrong. It might have been English. Yes, but, uh, correct. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's cool. I'm gonna look into some of those people after. Um, so, at what point do you like this? Oh, actually, in high school, are you doing poetry at that point? Or did yes. you like get into? So, tell us about getting into poetry. So, all right. So, my first, so my first language is French, right? I actually, my sister and I, we, we, we taught ourselves how to speak English. And our main teacher, well, our main teacher was, you know, was the television. So I remember it was The Simpsons, Fresh Prince, Ninja Turtles. Like these are things that really taught me how to learn the language. And I remember because on the TV, uh, we could put the captions on, right? So when they would speak the word, you know, the, the captions would appear. And I've always been like a visual guy. So if I see the words, I know the word, you know, I know like the spelling of the word and so on and so forth. And I would start to understand the context in which the word was used. And then... 
um, I would take that, and then when I would like listen to rap music, I would I would hear certain words that they would say, and I would understand the slang, how what the slang meant. Like I would okay, I you know I get it. This is what it was. But back to poetry, me learning a language, like me learning the, learning English, just watching TV, like I like I became fascinated with the language. So I started writing poetry when I was in high school. Like I started to understand how to make words rhyme. But again, it, like it never dawned on me to say, you know what, I'm going to do this for music. It was more like just for poetry. Mm. I'm not going to lie. Main reason I was doing poetry was to get girls and work. Right? You, know, if, you know, if you were, uh, if you were a guy, you know, if you were a guy that could put words together, you know, in a, in a romantic way, you know, you fold the letter. I remember like there was a special way where you could actually fold like handwritten letters to girls. You handed it, I would hand the letter and then she would read the letter with a nice poem. You know, I, like I was good, right? So. <laughs> So, so that's what it was. But then I remember back when I was in Dawson, I was in class, and like that's when, like that's when I was like, you know what? Let me write a rhyme. And I remember, I remember writing my first rhyme in class. Uh, I, I can't remember which class it was, but I remember writing my first rhyme in class. Hold on, give me a second. Yeah, I remember writing my first rhyme in class, and I was like, okay, you know what? I like this. So. Like I would write, you know, I would write some rhymes. I like, and back then, that's when we used to write it on paper. Right. Like, I'd have to check in my boxes. I think I still have like a, like an envelope with like a bunch of like a handwritten rhymes, right? Um, so yeah, so that's that's how that's how like the the you know the idea to become a musician, so to speak, an artist. That's where it stems from. It started with poetry, and then it got into rhymes. But mind you, I wrote rhymes like in the dark. For years, it was like for years, no one knew. Like I would just write, and I would just write. I would like I, I would write for fun. A few of my a few of my folks knew, and uh, one of them, uh, there were two guys. They were they're named Sun and Rage. Gosh, I'm, I think K two G was the name of their was was the name of their group. And I remember they they asked me to 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 to, to uh, feature on one of their songs, and that's that was my first time recording an actual verse. I listen to it now. Gosh, I'm disgusted. But again, you know, it's 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 so you know, how humble. Did you guys record? Right? How did you record it? Like, did you go to a studio? How did you go? It was that? actually it was actually at his crib, but he had studio equipment. But again, you know, it wasn't you know it wasn't like the studios that we see today, right? So right, right. you know, he he had the mic. You know, I I I don't even think he had the styrofoam on like the the foam on the walls. Uh, you know, to you know to to conceal the sound. You think he had that? But I remember going in there. I remember going in there and and, and recording the verse, and um, and it was it was just a few months ago. I actually went back into my emails to listen to it. I said to myself, "God damn, man! Like I like I, I obviously you know you appreciate the the evolution, right? But you just say shit. Like I'm you know this is not you know something that I would have actively put out saying you know listen to my shit, listen to my shit. But again, it's fine, right? It's 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 all part of." As an artist, again, humble beginnings, who you are, you know, where you come from and, you know, how you've evolved over the years. Nah, I appreciate that. Uh, just on the subject of, like, going back, I realized I had all this old shit that was just, like, floating. So I put it together and made a project called Hold These. <laughs> so nice, I took man. that bullshit that you just cringed at and I said, let's all cringe together and I'm going to put it on Spotify. I made the beat on that first one I put out. It is awful. But fuck <laughs> It's like a, it's like a time capsule, right? Like people like that, and I think people appreciate hearing those things. They're like, "Yeah, look oh, at you. You're course. way better now." I'm like, "I know but I'm way the, better now." <laughs> uh, you know, 
But that's what it is. And not only that, like I said, you know, when, when, when you look back and you realize, okay, you know, like you said, I have improved. I have made a difference. I have, I have made uh, um, uh, a conscious effort to, 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 uh, to, I guess, improve your craft, right? To, to be better. So, yeah. Yo, my voice used to be like so flat and monotone that it was like disgusting to listen to. I couldn't even hit like a note. Couldn't do shit with it. It's just like and it's like oh my gosh i don't even know how to like be as bad as i used to be if i wanted to yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh shit no, i hear you i hear you i hear you, I hear you. Um, nah but that's dope still so around when did you make that first track was that in high school was that after high school or no you said in no Dawson. it was college so that's yeah it. college so so college when you know, i was in college when i made when i actually did my first recording um shit and i remember i remember when i was turning 22 i'll never forget and i wish someone had because i i think they so i remember like it was i was turning 22 so it was my birthday we did a barbecue at the house had a bunch of friends come over and whatnot and i remember i had written um i had written a verse like that i had you know been reciting for a while but like i was spitting the acapella right and i remember we were in in my driveway um, and it was like maybe about, about eight of us, right? So they had like, they like, we all formed a circle. It kind of felt like a cipher. And I remember I was spitting a verse, right? And I think someone filmed it, but I can't remember. Anyways, I, I was spitting a verse, but I remember like, and everybody was like, oh, oh, oh. But I remember, I remember not re remembering the last two lines. I was like, oh shit, everybody said, oh. And I remember because I, like the verse was something like, um, uh, the name was X Flip. I just turned 22, something, something, something. I'm a, I'm a driver, Bentley Coupe. Like, I, like, it was just, you know, like, I, like I remember these words from the verse, but, like, if you were to ask me today what the, what the full verse was, yeah. I can't remember. I think I remember there was something about Paul Pierce in the verse. Uh, but, yeah, so that was, one of, that was one of my first experiences as far as letting other people know that I rap because they're like, oh, shit, you know, you can really, you know, there's something that you do. But, again, for years, for years, I, I, like, I stayed in the dark. I would just write like at like at work. I would just write bars. Like I would write bars. I would write bars. Like I would write, would write, but I would never. I don't think you understand. Uh, but maybe you do. I do. Because uh, you know, because you're an artist yourself. But I'm also an artist who only well, started saying, at 25. So I also kind of know what it is to not tell people and to work on shit and to just kind of do it. At, so I kind of get what you went through too there. Um, yeah, yeah, but what, what what I'm saying is the the amount of rhymes, the amount of verses that I have. Mm. that are just written there that are never recorded and some of yeah. them are like some of them are like you know be like this could actually stand the test of time like i have hundreds of unrecorded rhymes that no one has ever read no one has ever heard like they're just sitting there but i don't know too i like i i kind of feel like my 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 writing techniques are different now from what it was before that's the so shit I don't that know, you like, put out as a poetry book and make bank on my guy i'm telling you it's perfect yeah um, yeah. Do you want to, do you mind answering a question straight from the chat? Yeah, well, of course, of course. So, political panda would like to know what did you go to college for? Uh shit! I went to Dawson. I went. I was in cinema and communication. Oh, that's blessed. So yeah, so this is what I actually went into, and then once I graduated from Dawson, I went to Concordia. So I just gotta break that down right quick because he's from the states. Because they oh, okay, know okay, what okay. are. Uh, so okay, we have uh, this thing between high school and university called Sejep, which is like pre-college 
So it's like the equivalent of grade 12 in the first year of university. And then we do three years of university in university. That's right. And our colleges right. are not the same as your colleges. Cause I found out colleges in America are basically the same thing as universities, but in Canada, a college is a trade school, whereas a university is the university. So it's actually, you know, anyway. that's right. So they're clarified. That's right. Um, yeah, that's right. he says you have a good speaking voice. I feel that you do. It's fucking wonderful. Say that. Thank you, thank you, political panel. I appreciate that. So, um, so I did uh, cinema and communications, uh, Dawson. Then I went to Concordia. I wanted to go into film production. Uh, the only issue was, it was I remember it was only sixty six seats available per semester, mm. and it had like two thousand applicants, right? So obviously the chances of going, of actually being uh, accepted in that program were. I don't want to say slim to none, but they weren't very, you know, you know, they weren't very high probability of actually me getting into the program. So I settled, I can use that. I, I settled for film history, okay. uh, but film production is really what I wanted to go into. Right. So after one year, I realized that film history wasn't really for me. It's not what I wanted to do. But now that I think about it, it actually helped me in some of the things that I think of now. But um, so I did that. Then I, I, I did, I did what, a sabbatical for, six for nine months like for like a full semester i did a sabbatical i worked and then i joined a private college called o'sullivan into film into video production okay it was expensive as hell but i went in there you know learned like you know stuff and try to become like a jack of all trades of all trades when it comes to uh film production so editing camera work lighting uh sound work uh uh you know um you know um, script writing and so on and so forth so it was like a kind of like a global uh, look of what you know, um, what video production can of. So this is what I went into, um, but I always knew that I wanted to do something with the arts. Mm-hmm. I always knew that I felt like my like I'm an artist at heart, and that's when that's when I got into video editing. So that's why like when it comes to like every single video that I've put out, I've edited all of my videos. Yeah, that's blessed. Like I've edited, you know, I've edited all my videos, and this is off of what I learned. So, so you know, so yeah, this is what I do. Man. I like that. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I can't video edit very well. I'm very lazy for that side of life. I'm real into business strategy. I'm not real into like video editing. So I appreciate it's the that. opposite. But like, I also appreciate how much it's the um, opposite. I'm like into the whole. My God. Um, yeah, no, I just, uh, it's cool though. Like I realized no, it's different because no, okay. you made beats, I believe, because I'm pretty sure that's your tag. I mean, is that you yes. that made the beats? Yeah. So like you yes. make the beats, you do the production, like, yo, do you cook? <laughs> funny, see, funny you say that. I was actually starting to, I actually cooked, uh, one of my first meals yesterday. So no, I'm not a cook, but I'm learning. But like, I'm do learning. you have interest in it? Cause like what I started noticing I is all the people I know who make beats, Started becoming fucking food porn motherfuckers this year. Uh, none of the bit. rappers I know who don't make beats. None of us became food porn people this year. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Nah. Those of us that hate editing. A, a, a little bit. I don't know. A little like... bit, to be honest. A little bit. It's it's it's, it's actually uh, it's actually good. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, Goodfood.ca. Mm. They send you a box with all the all, all the ingredients. Yeah, I tried that, that one you time. Need, uh, anything that you need. Plus the, the recipe. So yeah, man, you know, learning, 
it's, a, it's, it's not my passion, I'm not going to lie, because I don't have the patience. But uh, yeah, man. Nah, that's still, you make beats, you do all the video stuff. When did you get into production? Was that like an off the jump thing? Were you always interested in that? Or were you like, did that come like later in? So my first project, I dropped my first project in what, 20, 2015, right? So yeah, my, so my first double project, which was best kept secret, next best thing. Uh, that's when I first dropped my first project. No, I, I hadn't on that specific one. I hadn't produced any songs. Okay. I like I like I had I, like it was only for my for the follow up. That's when I really started. Okay. For the follow up is when I re, is when I really started producing a little bit. When I when I started dabbling. And the reason why is because I was searching for a sound that I couldn't find when I was looking for beats. Mm. So I was looking for a specific sound that I really wanted to. I really wanted to say, you know what? Like I want a song, like see for instance, like we all we got, right? So this song, uh, here's the backstory for we all we got. I wanted to do a song that again would represent Montreal as a whole. I wanted to do a song that I would get other artists to come and jump on my shit. I had asked two producers to produce a, a beat for me. I told them that I wanted to. I like I had used one song as a reference song, which was. Um, it was two songs actually. It was um, uh, uh, Su- uh, gosh, Tom's Diner, Susan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do, 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 do. Like that one. I don't remember who sings it, but it's Tom's Diner. Very good, exactly. So Tom's Diner. Yeah. So Susan, I can't remember her last name, but yeah. So there was her, and uh, there was um, the the drum pattern on uh, Soul to Soul. Keep on moving to. So it was do do like this is a drum pattern that was notorious in like you like uk pop like it from 1989 to like 1992 there's a drum pattern that was commonly used for like some of the greatest uk pop songs right so susan vega thank you thank you thank you thank you lady friend bonnie thank you so so um so i wanted to so i had asked two producers right rng music and i had asked uh this dude called the patriot to be able to see if they could you know make me like to sort of fuse the two sounds but i guess you know their you know their schedules were made you know their schedules may have been a bit uh too hectic at that point that they could so then that's when i said you know what man fuck that that's fresh let me see what i can do so i so i started playing with sounds for a while i started playing with sounds and so on and so forth and i was like yo i really like how this is coming out so i started getting really excited so when i got really excited i said you know okay i'm gonna use this beat so then i did that i sent the instrumental to a bunch of to a few Montreal artists who are now on the song, and they were like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm down." And I told them, "I will shoot a video for this song to be ready." Um, so that's when, like, that's when I was at, like, I would say, I would say that that was probably my peak as far as production because I was like, I was really into it. Just like uh, the other song that I that I produced um, on that album on 20, uh, 2018, the follow up, which is uh, "King of the North." I was so knee deep into Game of Thrones and the King, the, the King of the North scene. I was like, I love this scene. And just the, the 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 melody that they use. So I went on YouTube. I was able to find the melody that like the the the, the orchestra the orchestra with the melody. Boom! I ripped it. I chopped it up. Started adding some drums, you know, snares, hi hats, and so on and so forth. And I was like, you know, I, I liked it because again, it instead of me relying on someone else, waiting for them to see okay what they send back. Am I gonna like it? Am I gonna dislike it? Maybe you know, because I had the vision in my head. But maybe they're not seeing the same reason that I had. So I was right. able to really get that 
so that was really like when I was at my peak, um, you know, as far as production is concerned. You know, but I wanted to do about those. But two I wanted those yeah. two tracks are the two tracks I was the most stuck on. Before I listen to your album, like, yo, shout out Willy World for the fucking subscription. That's some fucking that's some money shit. Thank you, Willy. <laughs> Woo, that's fucking great. Um, but yeah, so uh, those two tracks, I swear. Are the ones that I was like, yo, I, you, it was the we are King of the North is the first one. That's how I hit you up once upon a time. I'm like, yo, this sounds fire. If you remember yeah, way back, I, I recall, I recall, I remember. And then the second time that happened to me where I had to hit you up was the fucking other one. I can't remember the name right now. We are we're all we got, and that was the yeah, second time I had to hit you up. And those were the two that like, fuck, yo, you don't understand how many times I've listened to where all we got. Probably like in the ballpark of twenty thirty, easy. I love that. And that shit is nine <laughs> minutes long, people. Okay, okay. So you listen to the album version, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Nine, yeah. I don't know why. I didn't even know there was a music video. <laughs> yeah, I didn't Damn, even that's. Oh shit, yo! You have to watch, yo. That I'm going to, but uh, okay, that that video. Just uh, just a quick sidebar. That video <sighs> took me nine months to produce. Wow. Let me let, let, let me tell you why, okay? I was in a race against time. The reason I wanted that video had to come out on March the um, sorry May seventeenth, twenty two thousand seventeen. Okay, the reason why is because that was Montreal's two hundred seventy fifth anniversary, mm. and because we all we got was a song that was made to represent the island. For nine months, I took my boy's camera. I drove around the city from end to end to grab uh, uh, landmarks, to grab important buildings, to grab uh, different metro stations, so on and so forth. I don't think you understand how long I used to, I kid you not, and again, I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm incriminating myself by saying this. I used to drive downtown with my sunroof open, holding the camera with one hand outside of the car and driving to grab some shots of some of you know downtown's uh, you know skyscrapers and so on and so forth. Yeah, honestly, I, did I love some, it. I did some crazy, crazy, like, honestly, I lost my mind doing this video. And then when it came to the editing portion, because I wanted to include, I went to grab, like, all kinds of, like, different, you know, like, crazy, uh, you know, uh, graffitis around the city. Uh, I was like, anyways, like, when, when you watch the video, you're going to see, like, I drove from end to end for months. I went to the old port. I went to, to, uh, to, to DDO. I went to... Uh, to the East End, RDP. I went to Lachine. I went to LaSalle. I went to uh, uh, Rosemont. I went to uh, Ansic. I went downtown. I went uh, uh, Point Central. Like I don't think you understand. I went for nine months. I kept driving and driving. Like I like I would take days and I would just go and just shoot, shoot, shoot. I would like I don't think you understand. But that video and then again, reason why there was a race against time is because I really wanted to make sure that I would be able to finish the video on time. I used to bring my iMac to work to edit while working. To make sure that I met the date. I respect that. Like that's how that, that's how maniacal I became, making sure that that video came out that day. When wow. I was able to meet, I was able to meet my deadline. Like to me, I, like I, I feel like when I'm really under pressure, and that's when like my my, my yeah. skills are the sharpest. So yeah, no, that video. Honestly, I really I, I urge you to watch that video. That no, video. I'm going to. I. So I don't think about music videos often. I know it's crazy, but I did a lot of album reviews. Okay. I can remember like. 15 music videos from the hundreds i've watched you start watching yeah. shit music video after shit music video and this is no disrespect but like 
how many times can you really watch Buddy in an alleyway or Buddy in an Airbnb or Buddy? Over? Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. I and I agree. And I agree with you a thousand percent with that. That's why my team and I shout out to Wise Eye. Shout out to. But shout I did watch Bolton. your two other recent ones, so I made an effort to watch a couple of your shits. So I did see the fucking we vibing because we were listening to we vibing and then i saw there was a music video to we vibing i'm like wow i mean yeah as well which is nice and uh i know i cycled past wherever you shot that before but i can't place it exactly but i know i've cycled around that area which one for uh the we vibing like i know i've been wherever uh, that just vibing yeah 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 no just by just vibing we um just vibing obviously was shot at my at my boys uh you know the barbecue well barbecue was a baby shower rather and uh, we shot that by the bridge by the 20 by the 25 or the, yeah. the bridge of the 20 the 25 yeah that's where we shot it but yeah so there's that but that's the thing like as far as as far as like music videos like you said because how how many times can you see someone you know in an alley rapping and so on and so forth like we always try to see how can we push the envelope artistically as far as dropping visuals. So we always try to be, we always try to, 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 you know, to go left when everyone else is going right. And so that's, that. you know, I, I ne cause like you said, I, I never just want to put a video out just for the sake of putting a video out. But even like that but, other video where it is a lot of scenic stuff, it's happy, positive barbecue vibes. Like, you know, it just made me happy watching the video earlier because I was, you know, it just made me happy. So I'm like, you accomplished well, a goal with that. See, and, 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 and I'm glad, and, and I'm glad that I was able to, you know, uh, elicit that type of, you know, reaction, that type of feeling out of you just off of watching it. Because again, just vibing, I really wanted to get like a different atmosphere, like a different tone. It's, it's again, we, you know, we just try to do things different. Like one of my, one of my favorite videos as well that I did was uh, November 30th, 1994. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever seen that. Well, I think you have, I'm not mm. sure. Is this a Tupac uh, that, one? That's right. Then yes, I have seen that. I forgot about it, okay. but I have seen yeah. it. Yeah, that sounds bless. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. See that one, that one, man. Uh, I really wanted to, I really wanted to 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 do something different. Just the con, well, just the con. To me, I felt like I was just the concept alone. Like I, that was to me that was enough. But I really wanted to put visuals to it. And that, see, that's another video. Uh, that video. I did the whole thing in 10 days from recording, like from writing to recording to to editing the video. Uh, I, I did the whole thing in about 10 to 12 days. And that too, man, that was a, that was it. Cause it obviously had to come out on November 30th. Right. So that was a serious race against time. And that I lost so much sleep. Like it got to a point like where I got Tupac out because all I was doing was just researching videos of Tupac footage, so on and so forth. And I was just like, I was like, I was so, you know, like when you're, you're so, like you're knee deep into like a specific subject that like it, it consumes you. Yes. Like I like I had like I had to distance myself from all of it once the video released because it was too much. Like that's how like this sometimes like when when I get into like when I get into um, certain projects, yeah, I become you know maniacal. I become I become overly so, intense. So here's the it's thing, like, though. Your shit. I haven't heard all of your shit, obviously, but I heard what's on Spotify because I'm a Spotify guy. Um, and it is nothing that's bad as in all of them are good which is really exceptional like your albums are in my modern classic range of shit i'm not guising you up i think it's like really ridiculously well-made stuff thank you and sir the new appreciate one, that. which we'll get to but like even the new one just followed up and so i'm glad i listened to the older one first and then i heard the new one i'm like okay you know like it, it just elevates 
Um, I know you have other projects and I know you started in 2015, but let's go back a little bit to like, you know, you just did your first track and whatnot. What happens after that? What's going on in your life? Are you, are you part of the scene going to shows or are you just kind of doing your thing? Do you go into video production world? There's so many unanswered questions. All right, let's go. Let's go. So, uh, video production. Did I go into editing? I remember I had a I had an internship. Uh, it was uh, and I remember the internship was it was right after I finished that one year at the private college at O'Sullivan, where I edited for like it was like a local news show in Laval. It was a girl that I knew. Her dad like he had like a TV station, like a small TV station in Laval. And um, so she, you know, she said, well, look, if you want, you can come and, you know, you can come and edit some of our, you know, some of our uh, pieces. Uh, I said, okay, no problem. So I came in there, I did that. Uh, but to be honest, for years, after that, for years, I didn't touch anything as far as video editing. Um, I had a child. Uh, so when I had a child, I, you know, I kind of took my, I don't want to my focus away, but my priorities became different, right? Yeah. So, um, so you know, I stopped doing that. And same thing with writing. I would write, even when, you know, when I had a child, I would write, but I wouldn't really record. Then one of my boys who produces beats, uh, he had access to a studio. So he said, yo, just come through. So I remember I used to go in there sometimes recording, you know, little, you know, record little verses here and there. One of my, shit, man, one of my first videos, it's like a, it's, it's, it's terrible. But one of my first videos that I recorded, like, I'm like, it's just like a collage of images and, um, it was uh it was a uh, feeling it over Jay Z's feeling it instrumental with my man Jay Cash and I recorded that you know we recorded it in the studio but then like you you see like you see it now like it's recorded but like the like my voice is raw it's not even mixed so you know it's it's, it's again things that I, I didn't really understand back then that I understand now the importance um, but there was that and again as far as like if I was on the scene whether it be video whether it be music not really until shout out to the sovereign music movement. They knew that I, you know, that I would write. They knew that I, you know, I would write music and so on and so forth. And they used to hold, you know, well, they still, I believe they still do, obviously, pre-pandemic. Uh, they, they used to hold shows. Like, you know, Montreal you know, or different shows? There you go. Yo, I'm at and, Big Bang Montreal is huge for me, my guy. It's such a pivotal yeah. moment in my life. Oh, likewise, likewise. Trust me. So they, and that's family to me. That's family, right? So they used to, they used to say, you know, why don't you come through? I remember one time I came through and I performed. I performed one song which was um, it ain't hard, like it was over Nas. It ain't hard to tell. And I remember I performed it in front of a crowd, like it was a big crowd, and that crowd really took me in. I was like, oh, I like how I like the feeling. I remember like it's ain't it hard to tell. I excel, then prevail. Um, shit, uh, something, something, some whack MCs I derail. Off to the side, I call off your demise. Mercenary of human descent without a surprise. Uh, like so, like I remember, like I, like it was like it was good bars. And I remember I went I went in there and I went in there and 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 yeah, man. It was like the feel, like the reception that I got from the crowd was was live. Like I was like, okay, I like this feeling. I yeah. really like this feeling. So I remember I remember that that feeling, and that's when I said, you know what? One life to live. That's it. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make a project. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna devote myself to writing and 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 actually recording songs. That's crazy, man. Um, yo, Don Smooth is in the house, so shout out Don Smooth. Yo, Don Smooth, what's happening? 
Yo, Don Smooth is the yo. That's my guy, man. Yo. Don Smooth. Like I've gone to his radio station. Actually, yo, he's in the yo. We all we got. He's in the video. Like yo, he yo, he has a cameo in the video. That's so, amazing. Yeah, no, that yo Don Smooth has been. He's been nothing but helpful. I've gone to his like he's allowed me to go on his radio station a couple of times to to uh, to promote my album. He's played my songs on and on. Like that's that's my guy. Man. That's that's as we go way back. That's my guy, man. But yeah, no, it was it was. It was, um, yeah, man, I used to, like, off of that first time when I performed in front of a crowd for the first time, I was like, I like how this feels. Yeah, man, that's when I said, you know what, go full throttle. That's when I really started writing. That's when I said, you know what, I'm going to make a project. That's when I started developing the concept from my first uh, double mixtape. Yeah, that was dope, man. It's a good time. I'm definitely going to have to go more into that. But I do want to shout out the Sovereign Music Movement. They're fucking blessed as fuck in terms of that. I mean, I don't oh, think... Always, like, always. Yeah, I don't know if Big Bag Montreal... I know it went from, like, every week to, like, one time I showed up with my boy and I didn't know... I didn't check ahead of time and it wasn't happening on the Wednesday. And I'm like, oh, shit. And my dude had come from work and everything. But, yeah. Man, honestly, they're fucking... Uh, it, was, it was cool people. Um, I reviewed a few of their albums and shit, so I fucks with them. But again, I didn't really know them like that. I know Logic's Kana and Odd Man Black because of Big Bang Montreal. And really, that's it. I didn't know any of these people. You got to understand, like, I don't know anybody before I really get into this interview quest. I didn't even know Don Smooth until I got into this interview quest. And then Preach and Kobe is like, you don't know Don Smooth? And I'm like... Yeah, no, no that's I, I do not the, know Don the, the voice of the city. That's the voice of the city. Yeah. But then uh, Don Smooth was so gracious, and uh, on February first was our guest and gave us a three-hour interview. So I got a lot to know about Don Smooth, and I can't get his voice out of my head now. Well, yeah, no, hold on. And he like flips shit on me, and I'm like, "Yo, Don Smooth is serious." It was, that was what so fun. It was a fun time. So now I know I need to know more. Don, I watch him now. I like try to like peep his stuff. He's on Twitch. Everybody should go follow yeah, Don yeah. Smooth. Um, anyway, so that's fresh. Tell us about how you got this double mixtape because that's big. That's a big start. That sounds like you did a double album and mixtape format, and I believe that it had a concept or something because you're Mr. Flipstar, right. so I just assume it was well constructed. Okay. So why don't you tell us <laughs> uh, about the journey of creating that project? Yeah, no doubt. So best kept secret, next best thing, right? So best kept secret, it was 13 songs. It was These were all uh, uh, industry beats. So, you know, Nas, Mob Deep, Jay-Z, J. Cole, Kendrick, uh, shit, who else I got on there? Um, so, yeah, like, it was a lot of them. So it was a lot of, like, uh, beats from, from, you know, from, from rap artists that I would, you know, do my own version on. Uh, shit, uh, Souls of Mischief. Uh, yeah, that's the first one. That's, that's the first song that, like, if, if someone actually listens, you know, goes to, all right, let me go to the beginning of Mr. Flipstar. The first song that they'll hear is so my it's the verse that I did on Souls of Mischief. Uh, lyrical warlock, flip out lock MC, yeah, flip out lock MCs like a door lock. Anyways, that's it. Like it was dope. So there was that. That was my first project. And then the second CD was called Next Best Thing. And these were all MTL producers. So mm, and, that's smart and, as fuck, and, my guy. Yeah, man. And and, <clears throat> and one of the guys, one of the guys from there. Um, who he produced, I think it was, again, it was 13 songs on both albums. He produced, I think, six or seven songs or eight songs. I don't know. He produced a lot of songs on that on the album. That's my guy, Old Scope, The Boy Wonder. Old Scope, The Boy Wonder is so instrumental 
to Mr. Flipstar being who he is today because, again, he's a producer from Montreal. Well, he's originally from France, but he lives in Montreal now. And he has, like, you know, he's always been on my side. He actually has on, um, like, you know, on every album that I've dropped, he got, like, at least one beat of, is, of, of, of his is on there, right? So he produced a lot. Like, it was, like, it's crazy how, like, me and him, like, I, like, I always kind of viewed him and me as, like, Drake and 40, right? Like, uh, you know, Guru. Like you know, Guru with Premier, like so to speak, right? Like that, like that was my guy. Like that's still my, that's still my, my guy to this day. But so the concept was best, uh, next, uh, best kept secret, next best thing, and then it were both were thirteen songs. It was 26, 26 songs in total because I'm born on June twenty sixth and my daughter is born on October twenty sixth. The twenty sixth is a number that's important for you know, it's a, it's really important to me, right? So that was that, that was the, the the goal. The goal is really like. It's half as of it is, I guess it's, you know, you consider like a mixtape, you know, just me rapping on, you know, beats that people are, you know, familiar with. And then boom, you know, Montreal artists, the Montreal producers, and then I'm rapping over they shit and so on and so forth, trying to make it my own, right? So, yeah, no, it, it, like that, it, it was a fun time. It was a lot of a self-discovery for me as far as what type of artist do I want to be? You know, mm. what type of, uh, you know, you know, like, a, you know, in what lane of hip hop and what subgenre of hip hop do I want to, let, you know, I guess, um, house myself moving forward? So to me, like that was it. Was like it was a learning experience as far as discovering who I am artistically. It was fun. It, it, it was fun because like sometimes I go back and I listen to it like back to back, just for the, you know, just for the sake of it, just to know again. I'm you know I'm I'm trying to listen to it from 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 the ears of an artist and also from the ears of I guess just you know someone who just purchased the album, someone who's just you know listening to the project. It was fun. It was it was just you're, fun. You're the second person that I've talked to recently, the other being Serenity, who pointed out the importance of listening to your own music as a fan, and that's something I actually forgot about along my own journey. So I think it's really fucking cool that like you brought that up as like considering the level of artistry you bring to the table, and I wonder how important that is for a lot of us to just sit there and consume our own music without the lens of creating it you know just but it's hard but it's uh, that's and that it's a it's a skill that takes time or it's again because you know it's it's you listen to your own music you know it's you you go in there with uh you know i I call it the third ear right so your third ear which is the ear of an artist right you hear everything from you know from a different scope whereas sometimes again i really try to disassociate myself from that third ear so that i can listen to this from uh, the point of view of a of an actual uh uh you know consumer right well yeah and i like that because i do think it's a skill actually the more that you say it but it's also just a skill that um i think people need to know about because i don't know that if if we can't identify these things then people can't necessarily improve them and it's not often a a thing that's come up so it was noteworthy for me to point it out because it's not something that came up until very recently or maybe i didn't notice it before because i was just in my head or something either way if i didn't notice it other people didn't notice it so that's oh, what the sure, knowledge sure. nuggets is about um but uh yes ismail asked are you good at freestyling uh to be honest okay ismail to be honest am i good at freestyling no i'm, not, I'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest you know it's i've never really taken the time to hone that skill i'm more of i've always been like a concept writer i've always been someone who really takes time to like like i can write a verse fast like i can write a verse extremely fast but freestyling i've always i've always admired the art 
to freestyle off the dome is to me it's it's it's, it's like that's a special skill set especially yeah. if you're able to compose something that's coherent like as you go on the fly it's 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 crazy like you know if i were to try like i can try now uh quickly uh shit all right hold on um steve and holden i'm on your show now time for me to get my voice loud these beats i'm folding and halves are coming due to math i'll spoof your raps uh shit um yeah it's great See what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's something like, you know, I could do something like that, but I, you know, I can't like, you know, like really something like that I can do. No, not really. Like some that I really have to practice. I just have You're acting like that was bad and I'm going to have to disagree with you. That was pretty solid. I felt the flow, the structure. You can feel the spoken wordness of it. So you just play into that shit. Nah, it's fire. Nah, I mean, I totally, oof, the wind opened my door. I don't know if the wind is bad by you, but like, uh, but yeah, no. Freestyling is fucking a complicated thing. I got uh, better at thinking fast because of podcasting, but that mm-hmm. helped me freestyle better. I'm not going to lie. The podcasting helped me go off the dome and keep my shit going. Is it dope? No. But can I? So I'm really bad with puns and wordplays, but I can give a fucking tech support lecture through bars like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> so actually, speaking of freestyle, your shout out to Urban Logics, man. He is. Mm. He is stupid with it I, I every time that he freestyles i'm always i like i look at him like it's shout out to him man nice nah, he also does good uh with the music so uh, oh no, for sure for, for sure uh, but like but i've seen him freestyle so many times like to me to me like on the island i've never seen anyone freestyle on the island the way that he does but that's just me nah he's good it's, it's there shit. are a couple i've seen that would contend but like to say which is my favorite is super hard like that monkey guy I don't know if you've ever seen him freestyle, but that guy's he's on the Fende Faible right now, which is airing, I think, like right now. So shout out Quebec for having a hip hop show airing on TV like today. That's fucking blessed. Uh, so that anyway, but um, I've seen a few of them on the French side more. And but like basics is like not basics. Uh, yeah, he's on uh, he's on the show tonight. That's why I got confused. But Logics is um definitely one of the top at least i've seen in english do it no problems like yeah I don't know. he's he's sick he's he's nuts nuts um that's fresh though so how long did it take you to make your double album double mixtape uh 2014 months that's serious. 14 months the entire 2014 so late third late 20 i started late i started recording late 2013 the entirety of 2014 and then it dropped 2015 in january 29th yeah january 20 yeah that's uh so yeah 14 months so again 26 songs yeah no it was fun man it was fun where'd you record it that was fun honestly uh make way studio everything that i have recorded every album every mixtape everything's been recorded at make way studio i've dealt with the same sound engineer for every single project that I have uh, publicly put out, same engineer. Shout out to Hugo, for sure. Yeah. Shout out to Doug, shout out to Buds as well, for sure. Shout out Hugo. He made the bridge the gap logo. So shout out Hugo. <laughs> oh, for real? Hi, that's what's up. Yeah, that's it's, that's it's fact. Uh, Travis Brandt was like, Hugo's a great designer, so I hit him up. It's true. It's, <laughs> it's true. He is a designer for sure. He is. 
So I and then I paid him and he delivered. Well, he delivered and then I paid him. I think usually that's how it works. Either way, I like his design. I'm quite happy with it, and I guess he was quite happy. I paid on time, so we haven't really spoken again. <laughs> Uh, cause I haven't needed anything else again, but, uh, yeah. I've never heard a single person say a bad thing about that guy ever in my life. No, man, Hugo, man, Hugo's good, man. It's, it's obviously, you know, over the years we've developed the chemistry. Mm -hmm. So even now, like when I, when I, when I record, obviously, you know, as far as mixing my voice, he, you know, he knows the sound of my voice, uh, thoroughly. And even now, like, cause he knows that I'm deep into like vocal effects. Right. Sometimes, like sometimes he'll place the effect even before I say, it, cause he kind of knows okay, I know you left the space here, like a two second slot here. I think this is what you want to do. Sometimes, sometimes like, even before I say, they'll just yeah. apply the effect. I'm like, okay, so you knew I was going. Yeah, no, yo, Hugo's my, Hugo's my guy. Man. Yeah, shout out to Hugo. Shout out to Makeway and uh, Buds and all them. Sure. Yo, Buds is doing a lot. I got a lot of respect yeah. for him. He's working with no, the no youths. Doubt. So shout out to people willing to put on with the youths. That's a big thing for me. I don't want to give flowers to anybody willing to do that. Um, thousand percent. Nah, but for real. Um... So you basically pop that off, and then uh, what happened? Do you doing videos at this time for this project? Yeah. So for that video, for that album, that double project, actually the first joint that I put out was Mad Rap City. So that's the first video that people were really like, okay, this is a rapper from Montreal. So that that was a that was off of the first uh, tape, which was Best Kept Secret, and that was off Kendrick. Kendrick's uh, uh, Mad Rap City beat. Mm. So, yeah, that was, uh, you know, lyrical execution. That was, that was one of the, I love that verse, man. So that was, that was the first video that I, that I put out. Again, remember how when you said the whole thing about how many videos can you see someone in the alley? Like, that was it. But again, that was before I really started, you know, my, like, my team and I really started going into, like, developing specific concepts of videos. That was really just a video just to say, hey, I'm a, new, I'm a rap artist in Montreal, boom. I got, I got bars, I got lyrics, let's go. So that was the first video that I put out. I put that one out and then I put a video out for um, gas prices. That was a concept video. That was my first concept video. Gas prices, which is a song, it's, a, it's an analogy for relationships. Because the hook goes, uh, stop walking around front like your ass, pri uh, your ass priceless. Uh, you know, you make my emotions go up and down like gas prices, right? Because you know how like gas prices, you know, yeah. the prices keep going up and down, so on and so forth. So that was the idea behind it. So we developed the whole story. The video's on YouTube. I invite all of you guys to watch it again. It's called, it's called, you know, Mr. Flipstar Gas do, Prices. I'm going to go right now while we have some people here. I'm going to link your channel and everybody's going to go give a little subscribe, well, Zipu. Actually, actually, wait. So that, because, uh, side note, that... Um, the actual channel that we use now only started in 2017. This this one came out on like my boys' channel, so it's not the same. So my channel is actually Nerd of Cool Table Records. That's the channel that that's the channel on under which we drop all of our videos now. But gas prices is on the previous channel. I'm gonna just go find so, gas prices as well, and then I gave them your mm -hmm. channel anyway because why the fuck not? Right, right. Going for sure, for sure. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. And but yeah, the so so so, yeah, so gas prices, uh, yeah, I mean gas prices. That was uh, a concept video. It took us a while to shoot that video as well, but it's like, and that song is you know it's fairly long, six minutes, but again, it's like a mini movie, right? right. So I want you yeah, to that, do, that was really. You want you to do something that you might not get asked a lot to do, but for the sake of those of us that make trash videos, um, how do you make a good video? 
like how do you mr flipstar <laughs> go through the process of making a good video i mean i'm bad at videos i'm personally curious <clears throat> well number one having a great you know having a, a a great team at your side is important so again shout out to wise eyes shout out to right focus these are my guys uh to me everything starts with the song obviously so when you record a song and i can't remember which artist i heard say that uh actually no i remember i was actually listening to uh to an interview from tde artist reason and he was saying that kendrick told him that when you make a song try to visualize a video when you write the song mm. and that and, and even and by the time he said it that was something that i was already doing myself so i was like okay i like that i like that i'm thinking along the same lines right so I, everything starts with when you develop the concept for the song. So when you write the song. So I always write a song with no, trying to understand, okay, can you shoot visuals with that? The, once that is done, you present that to, I present that to my team. And then we try to, you try to develop a concept for the song itself. Okay, so what can we do for, you know, how can we shoot a video? So then obviously, you know, so now we have like a whole storyboard. Uh, we have, you know, we, you know, we think of locations. Uh, we think of, you know, uh, you know, aesthetically, camera movements, uh, you know, do you foresee any effects being added to this video, so on and so forth. So we really try to, again, artistically try to push the envelope. And then when it comes to editing, I use um, I use uh, Adobe Premiere, uh, you know, which I'm, I would say I'm well-versed in. I use Adobe Premiere, uh, and then, you know, that's what we do. So, like, it's, it's again, it's, it's having a great team by your side is important. Uh, you know, the song itself, the concept of the song, having a song that where you feel like you could attach some visuals. And sometimes the visuals may not even have anything to do with the song per se. But again, sometimes, you know, we really just want to go against the grain and try to create something that makes sense uh, when you, when you, you know, merge the song with the visuals. So that's, that's really it. It's, it's really just, you know, we sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's not necessarily go with the obvious, mm -hmm. you know, just, 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 you know, Try to push the envelope, so that that's something that you know that that we've been uh, really working hard at doing, and I think that we're 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 you know succeeding at that, and we're going to continue to to push the envelope even more. Come you know as far as twenty twenty one is concerned, for sure. Yeah, I believe that. I'm not even worried about you pushing the envelope. I think um, everything I heard from you, Stellar, and I see your marketing, so I'm I'm aware. I must say this: there's one person who can tag me in some shit, and it doesn't annoy me. It's Mr. Flip, and that's me. Yeah. Ah, let's go. I like that. Let's no, do it. Okay, like look, look, look. I get tagged in a bunch of shit. But when you get tagged in some shit and it's like five TV theme songs and Mr. Flip starts rapping as good as any shareable piece of content would be, you're like, okay. And from a UX perspective, because I'm a user experience guy, he adds the lyrics, which just adds a little charm making it a little bit more of an engaging video because let's be real sometimes you don't really want to listen when you see some shit on facebook you know you just kind of like, you know, just want to have a little aid because you're feeling lazy yeah he holds you down like that and i'm like shit if he's gonna put that much effort into making it that easy for if you have 60 seconds of time right now or whatever every fucking time <laughs> fucking cheesy yes. ass charity fucking content there and I'm like, ah, fine. I have 60 seconds of time. And it's never disappointing, so I don't really mind. I appreciate that, man. Speaking of which, man, I actually dropped a new um, freestyle series today um, for, for the month of March. So, you know, the whole, uh, this, will only, you know, this will only take 60 seconds of your precious time. Every Monday of March on my Instagram, on my you know, Facebook, I'll drop, a, you know, I'll drop a, a verse. And again, like, you know, I always have a concept 
So this one, this is uh, this is a bit um, left field for me because I'm actually using dance hall mm. instrumentals. Okay. Because I would always use I would always use rap beats. I would always use uh, you know sometimes I've done like I've done New Jack Swing. I've done uh, I've done New Jack Swing. I've done rap beats. I've done uh, what do you call that? Uh, uh, anyways, like I've had a gazillion themes, right? But now it's dance hall. So I actually use dance hall rhythms. Um, again, which is very different for me, but I really wanted to, to, I really wanted to, you know, like I said, you know, I, I like to keep the skill, you know, the skills, uh, sharp. So, uh, yeah, man, that's what I did. And I just saw the uh, political panda, that line, you got to worry about the Judas and your crew felt that I appreciate that, man. Yeah, man. You know, I, I really try to, I really try my best to, 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 you know, um, inject a lot of reality into what I rap. Right. So for sure. Appreciate yeah, that. There are a lot of bars that resonate. <clears throat> a lot of things you said that I were like, mm, not flip stars on that real, real. No, what it is is like, sometimes you listen to people in the city and this is one of those like no shade comments, but it is what it is. But I'm like, that's not where I live. <laughs> it's just not where I live. Like I, if I've, like I said this to, I was talking to action man and I said, you know, I've never felt dangered one time in my life at any hour of the day at any part of the city. <laughs> and he looked at me like, what and i'm like dude look at me so when y'all like describe certain scenarios i'm like are we living in the same place i never had that like cognitive dissonance listening to your music because for me it's a sense of cognitive dissonance that's what i've been able to isolate it as it's not that i don't believe the shit exists of course it does otherwise these people yeah, wouldn't sure. fucking rap about it you know i know enough people who've been involved in enough things etc but like I don't think it reflects my life in any way. So it's always been hard for me personally to connect to a lot of these things in a real life Montreal way for me when I think of what Montreal means to me. And I understand the subjective nature of everything I said. But when I listened to your music, I was like, nah, it is what it is. I feel like there's elements of a lot of things, but you don't shy away from like issues of like coming from the other sides of life either. Like that, the song about the cops is fucking serious, you know? Yeah, for sure. Or like, the fact is, but you're also like, nah, I'm not that. I'm this, and I'm not afraid to be unapologetically myself. And oh, I think that is the 100% beauty of your brand that attracted me to you off the fucking jump. Is your? It's almost like Will Smithy. Yeah. Well, and 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 that that the way I've always seen it is, I never want to make. I would never want to make a caricature of myself right i don't want to i don't want to portray something that i'm not i don't want to feel like i have to act a role when i get behind the mic right so that's why i've always been you know what if i'm gonna rap i'm gonna rap about real shit i'm gonna rap about real life situations i'm gonna rap about things that i guess you know the common man slash woman can relate to, right? Mm. Like I said, you know, I like I I was fortunate enough not to grow, you know, up you know in a dangerous neighborhood around violence and so on and so forth. So you're not gonna see me rap about that, right? If I rap about it, it's because I create a story, and I will let you know, like I'll let it, you know, I'll make it known from the jump that hey, this is a story. This is me getting to my story telling that. But mm. if not, like I'll, I'll just rhyme about I'll write, you know, I'll rap about things that are, you know, that are. Um, you know, again, things that I, I have seen that I have experienced, things that, like I said, if I haven't experienced it, but 
I kind of feel like, you know, a, a lot of people have, then I'll create a story around it. Uh, but again, that, that's just me. And again, like you said, this is absolutely no shade on people that ever about that. Because again, who nah. knows? Maybe this is how they, maybe this is how they grew up for real. And again, no knock it. on you. And if this is what you want to wrap about, by all means, you know, be comfortable in who you are and, and, and the messages that you're going to convey, be, you know, be who you are. Um, you know, that's who you are. It's just not who I am. So that's why I mean, like, I really try to push a different envelope. So that's why, like, when, you know, when, when my man and I came with the idea of Nerdy Cool Table Records, you know, Coolest Nerd and so on and so forth, is because, again, I want to project a different type of energy. But at the same time, like, I want to do it uh, in a way, as far as, you know, putting bars, you know, where people know that, okay, he's a lyricist. Like, he's not just... Uh, 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 you know, bubblegum type of rapper. No, I'm a, like, you know, I, you know, I can get busy. Like if, you know, if you want me to, you know, put the pen down and really start writing. Yes, I can, you know, I know I've worked so hard on crafting and sharpening my penmanship that I feel confident enough in what I'm able to deliver. So, uh, you know, if, if anybody wants to, you know, quote unquote, get in the lyrical room with me, I will never shy away from that. Because again, I know that I've worked hard on it, right? And so, yeah, man, this is, you know, this is, uh, this is who I am, man. Nah, <clears throat> I appreciate that stills. Um, I mean, I saw you do that contest recently, um, where, and I'll just, before we move on, I just want to say abundantly clear, I still fucks with a lot of people's music that is completely street shit, that is totally oh, legit uh, shit in Montreal, um, including that new action, man, you know, like, just to, like, say, I still fucks with it. I just know that me and a lot of people I know, have never like empathized with it so uh, maybe my whole feelings is yo i'm a fan of your shit and <laughs> that's what it is can't help it yeah it's just bless yeah, shit. no for sure for sure for sure but i also think it's bigger than that because i think you aren't trying to like both keep it real but apply the not the appeal to the common denominator in a relatable way that's just good marketing like it's not meant to be shade or whatever it's just that's fucking excellent like to me that's pristine artistry like if you can find a way to say what you need to say but make it palatable and listenable to a lot of people that's like top tier shit um yeah froze i don't know if, oh, there you are cool we back at yeah. it um that's dope though so you basically put out this mixtape at some point um and then and as far as the bars coming i remember i was gonna say it. i just watched you do fucking uh smoking inks uh clash contest or whatever where you went against og verbs and uh held yeah. your own that your entry dude I, I might be wrong but you put the caption because if you're caring about everything oh y'all want bars or whatever and then you let the beat ride and then you fucking say the first bar let it ride say it again then you toy with the almost like you're dangling with people but flexing what you can do with rhythm on one bar and then you unload and I don't know if that was what it was and if it was that deliberate, but I enjoyed it because it's almost like you're goofing on the concept while then unloading on it. And with Pond Witch, I enjoyed that very much if that's what you were doing. If not, that's what I took from it, so it was fucking blessed. No, that, that is exactly what I was doing. And I wanted to, again, because I was, you know, I, I again, and shout out to OG Verse, man. I had, to be honest with you, I had never heard of OG Verse prior to this contest. And he, you know, I was impressed. I was impressed. I was impressed. To, like I, I remember, because I wrote, I wrote in the comments. Like to me, that's big pun reincarnated. Like it was, it was his his verse. I was like, okay, okay. But yeah, no, honestly, like that verse and that verse to me, like I was, 
again, I have my I have my own personal feelings as far as like the final results. Um, to me, like to me, again, to me, and I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna be as honest as possible. To me, OG Verbs he deserved the win. So to me, I felt like his verse was better than you know was better than mine. I have no shame in saying it. But to me, I felt that after him, there was no one that could really touch me. But that's just me again, and I may obviously I'm biased because I'm me. But that was just me. But I remember when when I when I wrote the verse, like I really wanted to, and I was reading the comments and people were saying like you know it's 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 a bit unorthodox, and I actually. I actually take pride in that. I take pride in the fact that it's unorthodox because it yeah. shows, it shows to you that I'm I don't rhyme like the rest of. Them. I I you know like like the first I, I say like what did I say I say I'm borderline sick, eat the cake like anime. I'm anime. <sighs> dude, I fucking sick. love that shit. I like. Oh my gosh, dude, you don't understand. I, no offense, <laughs> OG verbs, you crushed it in my contest. No, he, no, no, he did. No, he did. He, he, no, he's okay. in my contest right now, and if you haven't heard his entry in my contest, it is fucking possibly the best thing I heard from OG verbs. I was like, okay, you are you are coming for it because he's kind of like he didn't win my first two. He came in second like twice, so he's like, nah, he's hungry, and he brought that level to it. And I'm like, okay, <clears throat> I haven't judged that. No, he's nice. He's nuts. He's nuts. But um, I like just more in that contest. Nah, I was like, and again, maybe it's just because I'm looking for those things. But when you said that uh, eating cake, anime, bar, I'm animated. I'm like, no, nah, right. Because they eat those fucking cakes in all the animes. But you're an but, animated guy. And but, like, not, but not but not, not just that. Eat the cake, anime. If it, like, that's a reference to the movie Color Purple. You know, eat the cake, anime. Like, yeah, everybody that was. See, that's what I'm saying. So, if you see, so, you know, so, yeah, I, I'm bored in line stick. Eat the cake like anime. I'm animated. Call it line stick. By the way, forgot to say, they call on my, you know, new competition. Salivating rap the game. It's all to my shit. I charge like court side ticks. My game's expensive. Like Benz's. I bend this in senseless ways for exit. Like, I really try to, 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 like, I, I you know, I, I, I like to compose bars. I like to, to get, you know, because, you know, we were so accustomed growing up to, you know, like bar composition is what like, no, 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 there's more than one way to that. There's more mm. than one. Like, I, I, I can say a bar here and then have the connecting words so far down, but then, oh, shit, it makes sense because in between, you create sub bars in between the big bar. And then, uh, like, there's so many ways. And then, and then once I really started to get into syllable rhyming, ooh, that was a discovery for me. That That's was a discovery dope, man. for me. It's always cool to hear about people's stuff like that, personally, because my shit was like, I was inspired heavy by Yellow Wolf, Sage Francis, and a few other fast, tricky guys at that point. And back when I was like 20, 21, I was like, I want to be a rapper. And I did nothing with it. But I was studying and practicing. And what I always did was memorize motherfucker songs. So you memorize a lot of people's songs. You have no idea what that does to your flow. I mean, there's, there's yeah. certain people more yeah. than others. But like, yo, I probably memorized like a thousand songs in my life. I don't remember any of them really, or well, some of them, but like, I don't remember them, but over the course of my life, and yo, it was so big in terms of, but I always liked those guys with the out there flows and the obscurities and like, you know, like, cause I mean, you're right. There's a lot of mechanical nature where I find I'm like terrible with punchlines. I'm not that interested in it. It's a lot like stand up comedy implemented into it. And it's, I'm not really into stand up comedy like that. So I'm not that into that side of it. I like every other literary device. 
I'm just not like so I never really use punchlines that much but like uh so learning the flows and all this shit was from these guys that were more not about punchlines but more about emotional expressiveness and wilding out yeah they had bars yeah they said shit but like you don't listen to yellow wolf for his fucking coded fucking slang you know like you're getting a completely different and a lot of this stuff i liked was based like also like just not hip-hop right like i've also never just been exclusively a hip-hop fan i'm like i played bass for a minute i fucking like punk music i like Yo, I'm, I'm already talking to people about how we're going to get this EDM holding shit going on. Because why am I not in that realm? That shit's so lit. I don't know about you, but when COVID's done, I want to go somewhere with flashing lights and jump up and down for a few <laughs> hours. No doubt, no doubt. So, like, I'm like, yo, to me, like, dancing got more interesting. And, like, fun got more interesting. And just my whole vibes changed. So, I'm like, okay, like, we did that a lot. Let's try that now. That's where I've always been at it, you know? So I yeah. think it's, uh, are you also interested this whole time in, like as a fan of other musics or are you kind of limited yeah, in of your course. scope? To be, to, be, to be honest with you, I don't even think rap is my, is my number one genre. What is your number one genre? I would probably say old, old school R&B. I'm okay. an R&B guy. So I, but my scope of music is very wide. I love jazz. I love, I love I effing love jazz, jazz music, smooth jazz, uh, um, you know, old school jazz. Like to me, that is the shit. So I love jazz. I love, um, I love, I, again, I love old school music. I love old school pop. I love, um, I love uh, soft rock. Um, I just, I love seventies music. Like to me, like my favorite artist of all time, probably is Marvin Gaye. Okay. Like, that's my number one to me. Like, that's my number one. And then, you know, I guess Biggie would be, like, a close, very close second. But Marvin Gaye, like, to me, like, his music, his voice, his voice is an instrument. And I just, I don't, like, I, I just like listening to different types of music. I just like to, I just, I've never just limited myself to rap because I feel like I would be doing myself a, a disservice if I were to just say, you know what, it's just rap and rap all the time. No, I can't do that. I have to, like, I really, I really try to listen to as much music as I can. Obviously, nowadays it's even harder because the music scene is oversaturated right now. There's just there's there's like a million new artists every single day that come out, and there's just it's 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 impossible to keep up. But I really try my best to I guess uh, educate myself musically as much as possible because again I understand that these are things that can have an impact on how I write music, on how I view music, on how I intend on creating future music you know moving forward so it really depends man yeah that's nifty man i like the way you think about it i like the way you look at time in an on oh all the t- all the time man. i respect it all right, all right what kind all of time, are you man. into sci-fi more or less more or less sci-fi was more or less what does that mean exactly more when i was younger mm, I respect uh, that. now shit what sci-fi the most recent sci-fi thing that i've gotten in that I've showed an interest in and I've kind of stopped and I intend on going back to it is I would say Westworld maybe. Yeah, I was pretty good. A TV show. So other than that, nah, man, I haven't really been into, um, I haven't really, really dabbled into, into sci-fi recently. Yeah. That's fair. I haven't watched a lot of TV recently much. I've been very preoccupied with a lot of other things. I got into reading a lot more. Are you a reader? That's good. And that's good. I used to be, man. I, I have to get back into it, man. I used to be I used to be heavy into reading, man. I used to 
Yo, I used to, yo, mind you, my when I was a teenager, I used to study the dictionary. I used to read the dictionary. I used to read the dictionary just to find new words, just to find words. How can I express myself differently from the next person? How can I not, I don't want to be standard. I want to be, I want to be different. I want to, you know, I want to find, if I can say one sentence in five different ways for you to understand all, every way that I express myself, whether they all mean the same thing, I feel like I've won. I feel like I've done something. And even that ties back into how you learned English and shit. Yeah, thousand percent, thousand percent, and then that helped me too because again, there's sometimes you know they would use words on TV. I'm like, hmm, I don't know what that would mean. Like, mm. You know, what, what, what's the uh, significance? Uh, uh, you know, what's the definition of this specific word? Okay, let me go in there, and then I and then I would look at it, and then I would look at synonyms for for that word. Oh, okay, so I could use this word as well to to mean the same thing, and then this is just how you know th- th- that's how I was able to uh, to um, increase my my vocabulary and improve my you know my vernacular. So. I appreciate all of your word choices there. <clears throat> I just got stubborn and wanted to read a lot of books recently. I saw that Ty Lopez said CEOs read 60 books a year, so I wanted to see if it was possible to read 60 books in a year while living life. It is so in, 20, in 2020, it's possible, but that takes a lot of discipline. Yeah, it was the most hardest thing I ever did in my life. I pulled it off last year, and I've read Oh, did nine. you? I did it. I did 60 physical books in 2020. And it was like, you know, I had to wake up in the morning and develop this routine because I have like a loop in my apartment. So I do what I call a walk and read where I would walk around for an hour reading my book. Nice. <clears throat> so I do like almost, I mean, by the end of it, I was getting kind of burnt out. Um, but I actually switched to fiction and that was a big problem. So I was reading mostly nonfiction. I would do things like pick a topic like black history and compulsively read on the subject. Like we I don't know. My girlfriend bought like 13 books after uh, what happened to George Floyd. So I read them all like just psh, 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 and, you know, all this context and you start getting like, yo, and you just start consuming different subjects. But then you start making all these big level connections. And then, yo, you start realizing you can have an opinion on every subject as long as you've read enough books to understand big level connections. It's not 100%. that your opinion counts for like everything. But like everything in life ends up falling into certain logic and historical patterns that kind of repeat themselves enough that with almost any base level, you can start extrapolating on human behavior. Because as you read, you start looking at humans talking about humans on repeat and human behavior gets extrapolated as you get to stories as data. That's what I call it now. So I use stories as data as a way to like govern my life. So if you collect thousands of stories, the data sets way better because now you're looking at those numbers and you have a thousand stories to put behind those numbers and they mean something and make you be able to make smarter moves in life. Of course. It's kind of how I ended up here with the interviews. Uh, I don't know. A thousand percent, man. Of course. That's actually kudos to you, man, for, for having read 60 books in in a, in a year. That's, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. My girlfriend did like 40 or 50 the year before and I only did 20 something. And I was like, nah, I don't know about you, but if something like that happens, you get mad competitive sometimes too. And like, uh, if it's like reading books, I'm gonna go be competitive if it's mad healthy like that. So I ran it. For sure. And uh, that's that is dope, man. Honestly, that is really dope. Um, that yeah. is really dope. I'm not gonna lie, I'm really proud of it. I think it's the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. All of this shit yep. is less cool than that one accomplishment. I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it again for a long time. And it was like one of those things where like. You know, it's it was that hard.
Shit, yo, that's crazy. Sixty books in a year—that is insane. But congrats, man. Congrats, man. Nah, it's worth it. It helps me not sound stupid talking to you. Is the truth? Oh, not one. But look, yo, you see, I can tell. I can tell just off of this uh, back and forth that you are someone with uh, a lot of uh, mental depth. That's fair. Um, you know, it's 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 not. It's great, man. It's it, these are the conversations that I that I should that I look for. I love having these the these adult, mature, you know, well thought out conversations. It's to me, it's 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 blessing. I love that shit. Apparently, it's the essence of talk radio, which is the hottest shit in the world right now. So go figure. Yeah. Accent, yo, I'm telling you, yeah. it's the weirdest shit. I looked up radio stats, and talk radio is the biggest thing, followed by country music. I there you no go, idea. man. But yeah. There you go, man. So what happened uh, after the the mixtapes? You lead up to the follow up, right? Yeah, three years in between. Uh, it was a bit frustrating for me. Um, I guess one of the reasons why it took so long, I think, a it was de- developing the proper album, so understanding which songs I needed to put on there. Uh, there was a bit of a, you know, financial, uh, constraints as well, because, you know, studio time, you know, it's not cheap. Right. And then I had some other priorities uh, that came along the way. So I couldn't really go to the studio as often as I wanted to for a while. Um, but then, you know, the time came, I'm like, all right, you know what? It's, it's, you know, it's now I, I have to be into album completion mode. So I would say maybe like the, you know, 10 months prior to the album's release, I think I went ham. That's when I really started going in there like, okay, you know what, now it's time for me to go in there and really, and really polish the album and really, you know, uh, pro- you know, uh, push out the best possible product that I can given, you know, given the time. So I did that, did it three years to the date from the first project, which was January 29th, 2015. On January 29th, 2018, I dropped the album, did the follow-up. Um, and again, you know, everything I think is a, you know, trial and error. It's a learning experience. So I understood from both from the first two albums. Okay. I like what I did. I think maybe they, they may have been a bit too lengthy or, you know, a bit too long. So, and, and, and well, maybe not the first one, the second one, that's when I really started to think, okay, maybe it's a bit too long because now you were starting to see again, you know, the, the, you know, the oversaturation of music that we, that we spoke uh, about so much music to consume so if you're asking someone to sit there and listen to your album you know a 90 minute album is kind of hard especially in today's society where everything is moving so fast right so asking someone to pay attention to you for 90 minutes that's a challenge so i said you know what the next album will be 10 songs max and i really don't want it to be longer than 45 minutes so when i did the follow-up you know, because there, I had so many concepts and ideas that I wanted to put in there, so that's why I felt like maybe I, I not that I crammed too too many songs, yeah, but, but the again, I just up, look, I'm, I gotta just say, man, I listened to the follow up in full today as a project, right? That's that kind of shit that you go back to often. You know, you just you just put it on beginning to end when you're in that car. It's like one of those road trip motherfuckers, right? So maybe not like in a regular life, but yo, how many albums are that cohesive? Yo, I don't think you understand how much I fucking like that album. And I'm glad you made that shit. Yo, I don't know if I agree about the worrying about length thing. I mean, I hear us all, but I'm also going, let's think about albums in like a bigger picture kind of sense. 
If the shit's mad bless at 90 minutes, who cares what attention spans are today? Because who knows what attention spans will be tomorrow. We just assume they're going to get worse. What if they get better? And all of a sudden, people want, like, long-ass content again. And now your shit's fucking banging. And in, like, eight years, you get mad money on it. Like, that's also possible on some, like, good album shit. And I say that because your stuff, it starts off literally with, I believe it's your daughter. I might be wrong. Saying, how are you going to expect me to believe in myself if you don't believe in yourself? And I don't know about you, but when are people never not going to need to hear what you're going to say for the rest of that album? And that's what's really beautiful about it. Because it's so long. Because it's got so many topics. And then you have that little skit. Like, now we're going to do the B-side thing. And you, I don't know if she really didn't know what the fuck it was. but like, No, she didn't. She had no idea. Like, I actually had to educate her on that while we did the recording. She was like, well, what's a B-side? What does that mean? And I explained to her what it was. But yeah. And I'm like, each song is just so unique. And I like the fact that you said, fuck all of y'all with your short songs. And you made these full, lengthy experiences that the songs themselves are each encompassing of this unique journey that you go on. But then you get to the next one. And yeah, there's a couple of smaller ones along the way, sure. Plus, the feature list is pretty lit. I mean, Royalty is very talented, so she just does what she does properly. I know, J- for sure. I know I seen Jay Lorenzo one time at some mm-hmm. shit with O.O. Jones. So I know O.O. Jones, and he's going to be on the oh, shit yeah. in, like, fucking May. So, like, and you know. And O.O., to, 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 sorry, sorry to cut you off. O.O., when I had, I had told him the idea, and he was down, and the way he did it, I was so, I was so happy when he sent me the, uh, the recording. Like I told him, like I like you know, I wrote the script and so on and so forth. I told him what the idea was. I wanted to be like a kind of like a you know, alcohol anonymous, but it's going to be different, you know, different uh, vices. And I explained to him the whole idea, and I told him I felt that he would be perfect to be the moderator. And when he when he sent him back, I was I was ecstatic, man. I'm not gonna lie to you, I was ecstatic when he said that to me. I said, you know what? I said, and 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 mind you. Like that, that instrumental, I produced the instrumental for that one. And that, that's one of my most, that's one of my favorite because of the subject and because it had like a, like a, like an ominous tone, mm. like, you know, the, the instrumental, right? Where it's, 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 you know, it's, it's kind of like a depressive tone. And I felt that it was perfect for the, um, the message that I was trying to convey. I, I just felt like it was. I just felt it was perfect. I don't know, like to me that song to me everything came out like all I, I like it was just it was just beautiful, man. It was just beautiful. Honestly though, it I was love, beautiful, man. I gotta give you a lot of props on something else that is prevalent on I think both your projects that again makes it more timeless, more ethereal, and it's the way you use characters without features. Like I'm pretty sure on one of the songs you're yeah. talking with a girl and you're doing the girl voices. And it's that's just, right. to me, so it's that's... blessed. It just sounds more personal. It sounds like when I'm telling stories about my girlfriend. It doesn't sound like her. No, I don't, no it's me doing her voice because this is how my head hears it kind of thing. That's exactly it. And and sitting like, yeah, like, yo, what's up? What up, Biggs? What up, Biggs? That's my guy. Yeah, shut up, Biggs. And, and, and see, when I did that, when I did that, because, um, again, see, like it's gas prices, right? So I wanted to do a trilogy. So I went from gas prices to uh, recession and the follow-up, and then foreclosure in um, 
in uh, Heart of Storytelling. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a trilogy. So it's the same characters that are traveling through through uh, three songs. And again, like you said, it's I wanted to impersonate the the the, the character of the woman because, like you said, it's kind of like when you speak and when you're voicing your displeasures or your problems with me, this is how I take it. So this is how I take it. So I wanted to, you know, I wanted to do both. So yeah, man, that's, that's, that's uh, what it was. Man. I love it. It reminds me a little bit of Redman in terms of the flexibilities and shit. Yo, I really fucks with your shit. Like, I'm not saying it's like better or worse than other people's. When I like, I'm trying to figure out who my top five are in Montreal. And I realized the way you make albums and shit, nah, you got that. That is, you are the illest album writers. That's what I put on my video. I don't put that shit hyperbolically. That's not just copy. I think a little bit about what I'm going to say about each person. Go watch all of them. You're going to be like, okay, he's not. Lorelai, I said sparkle and charm. Like, I didn't know what else to really put, but I felt that, and she loved it. And it, you worked with Lorelai. So I feel like it's an apt way to describe yes, I her. Did. Yeah, she, she does have a lot. She has a, she's, she's very charismatic. I like, I, no, I like her style, man. That's like, that's, that was a specific reason why I asked for her voice. And you know, the crazy thing is, um, I actually, I forced her to get out of her comfort zone on my song because she like when she came to the studio she was a bit nervous she was like i've never really done like this type of feature before mm. like you're asking me to like you know be melodic to sing to be so on and so forth but she she loved it and i loved it too and like i from, from like from the time that i first heard her song like her voice i knew that she needed to be on that song on time made it water i knew it like i just i i knew it and i'm i'm i'm, I'm really glad how, how it came out her voice was it, it fit perfectly with the song it's yeah man that's shout out shout out to Laura Life for sure nah she's real cool um i got to know her a bit i've seen her perform like i'm a fan of what she does um her give me some more track it's just an earworm to me um but nah i just like yeah i really really fucks with what you do with the music because like it is so intricate like i would totally listen to this your album again fucking heart Fuck, I can't remember the name right now. My brain's blanking. Heart, 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 heart of Storytelling. Heart of Storytelling. And I love that yeah. too, right? Just because like Heart of Storytelling because it's playing on Instead of art. Yeah. yeah exactly. Instead of Art of Storytelling. Exactly. It's got the passion to it just right there. I had something else I thought was insightful about the Heart of Storytelling that just like really felt bigger to me, but I can't remember right now. If I remember after, I'll let you know. Um, <clears throat> but yo, like what was the concept that dropped to this new project like it's clearly got some stories going on inside of it and it, it seems like a little bit of a reflection of our life or something i mean there's some interesting concepts brought in so i was hoping you could expand a little bit more on its creation and all of that went into it for sure so if you take a look at it you know chronologically first album best kept secret next best thing it's more like the introduction of Mr. Flipstar. Then the follow-up is more of a, it's a follow-up. You know, I'm, I'm following up on what I started as a follow-up to my dreams. And then for this one, I really wanted to do like a concept album. I really wanted to, like it's, it's something that had been brewing, brewing inside of my mind for, for, for some time now. I really wanted to do something that, that had a concept, like it revolved around an idea. And again, I've always loved storytelling because I've, I've written stories, you know, plenty of times in my life, but I wanted to do it in, in, um, I guess it's in rhythmic fashion, right? So I said, you know what? I'll do 10 songs 
Um, and I wanted, and I've always wanted to do where I grab one character that travels across a few songs. So then that's when I came with the concept. So again, so anywhere, there's 10 songs on the album. I think about maybe six or seven have like actual stories or about in the specific stories. If not, it's more of like a, like a, a thesis, kind of like, um, you know, no internet for 24 hours. It's not a story, but it's more like a, a hypothetical, you know, like a, what would happen if, right? So it, in itself, it's, I, I personally see that as a story per se, um, but I really it. wanted to, so yeah, I just want to say, yeah, um, when I think about albums, and I don't think a lot of people look at it like this, but shout out Chris Chrome for making me think about albums like movies. And I think albums are a lot like movies. Even shitty albums are like movies. Whether it's an emotional journey or a little story, a good album starts you at a point, like a bunch of samples of Mr. Flipstar giving you a bunch of little snippets of shit. I don't remember if there was or songs, whatever, but it felt blessed. It felt very Nas-like. It kind of reminded me like one of those mid 90s album intros and then it blasts into it and then each song has like a point to it right so every song in theory on a good album is gonna approach either the same subject to death like a little uzi love album which is fair mm -hmm. uh, that's a great move the other mm -hmm. side um is where everything is kind of on a unique topic and then we're really great album writing comes into is the sequencing of these ideas in a way that cohesively makes sense and while i haven't listened to your project with enough scrutiny because i was live for the most part it is what it is i did catch how swipe left conceptually puts you in one place even just with the title swipe left you're thinking tinder right away how could you not be i mean unless you never did that shit. but it means rejection it means a whole lot of things and then the follow-up track is you know the no internet for 24 hours so like each of these concepts do flow into a cohesive stream of consciousness like fuck 2020 whatever it's all hard what about no internet because yo check it it's all you know and then each of these things kind of flows into the next thing and while i can't do the rest of the album any kind of justice for real reals um i totally feel like that's the general vibe you were going for so even if the songs individually don't take a central character per se it, it feels like it does it feels like this is flip star's journey through the last year no, for sure. So, again, um, obviously, 2020 was hard for everyone. You know, we all have our own reasons as to why 2020 was, you know, um, a trying year. For me, obviously, I went, you know, I went through, you know, I went through some stuff um, personally and whatnot. So, I really, it almost felt like, because I had already recorded the end, like, flip the coin, the intro song. I had recorded it, but... I knew that I wanted to do something different for the intro. I, was, I just wasn't sure what it was. And then when I found myself like on, you know, bouncing back from all this negativity that went that I went through in 2020, when I started, you know, bouncing back, that's when the idea for the, you know, the, you know, the fuck 2020 and so on and so forth. That's when the idea came about. And that's why at that point in time, I knew what I wanted to do. I said, you know what, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this album to really just like, you know, to, to unleash you know the dragon that's been dormant inside of me for quite some time right and yeah man, i just i just wanted to i wanted to do something different man i wanted to really go in there and really just um i really just i don't know I, like i wanted to be me like i wanted for everyone to know okay this is me like this is the real me like i'm really like you know no holes bar no you know no no mask no nothing this is the you know pure me you know, unadulterated this is me 
And I really just wanted to, again, I had, you know, stories that I had in there. And again, the first song, Flip the Coin, is really just me talking about, you know, things that I've seen as an artist in Montreal, things that I've noticed, my evolution as far as, as an artist and so on and so forth. Swipe Left is really just me getting into my rap shit. And like you said, it's kind of like, you know, rejection. When you're on your phone and you swipe left, it's like on to the next, on to the next, right? Then again, third song, uh, No Internet for Any for 24 Hours. That's why I wanted to get into my hypothetical storytelling bag. What would happen if, you know, we went, especially now with the pandemic? Then the fourth song is, uh, you know, for, uh, a foreclosure, which again, it's me closing the chapter of Gas Prices and Recession, which were on my two previous projects. And in both... And again, I, I like I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm someone who's very you know symmetric with certain things. So, on um, on um, next best thing, gas prices is song number four. On the follow up, recession is song number four. On this one, foreclosure is song number four. Then back in '89, it was Sean Miller and and Tyler, uh, you know Tyrell, not Tyler. Uh, that one is um, I again. That's you know that's really you know storytelling. So you know going back to talking about a girl. You know, when you travel you know, through time, you know, uh, elementary school, high school, and then, you know, college. So it's the same girl, it's the same guy. And they talk, you know, they talk about things that they've gone through. And then, you know, song number six, just vibing. That, you know, so that is kind of like to, you know, I guess to, well, I don't want to say relax with the storytelling. I guess it's kind of like to take a break from storytelling and just go into a different, into a different zone, into a different vibe. And maybe just talk about life and, you know, life in general and things that, again, that I've experienced. Then I go back into the storytelling, Contaminated Water. I introduced a girl whose name's Safina, and she meets Jimmy. And song number eight, Jimmy. And we talk about Jimmy and what Jimmy, you know, talk about what he, who he is. And then song number nine, POV. Then that's Jimmy when Jimmy encounters a police officer that it talks about, you know, social injustices, you know, uh, you know, racism and so on and so forth. And then song number 10 to close on the album, it's uh, Roots of My Fruits, which is, this is my story. This is my life story. So, and it's, you know, I pay homage, uh, you know, to both my parents. So two verses, first verses for my mom, first verses for my dad. And, you know, how I view them, you know, through my, my scope, my, my point of view, how do I, how do I see my mom and how she's been instrumental in becoming the, the man that I am today? But then the second verse, how do I see my father and how he's been uh, instrumental and in me being the person that I am today. So that's like, I really wanted to sort of, you know, go full circle. And I personally, I do feel that I have it. I was able to achieve that with this, with this album. So. Yeah. I thought it was blessed. I really think it was good. I looped it like twice in a row. I didn't get right. Third time I was yes. like, mm, I'm going to go put it on the other album, but I did twice. <laughs> in a row, no problem. And I thought it was really enjoyable beginning to end really versatile project, but yo, what's coming that. next for you? So right now, um, okay. Right now, we are going to, we know we're thinking of when we're shooting the next videos, uh, and then we're going to do a short film for uh, three songs. So we're going to do a short film based on three of the songs. So on contaminated water, Jimmy and POV. We're going to do a short film that's going to essentially explain the story of these three songs because again it's the same character that, tra that travels through the you know th uh, through the, the songs themselves so we are in the process of developing a script that will be presented at a, as a short film that will um you know that essentially will will narrate these three songs so you know we're looking at working on that um and as far as musically 
uh, I am in the process of working on a project with a another artist. I'm not going to say who for now because again, we're still in the infant stages of that album. We recorded a few songs already, but I have I will be dropping an album probably early 2021, uh, early 2022. My apologies uh, with that specific artist. Uh, all I will say is that this is an album that will be very reminiscent of what Nas did with Damian Marley. I will, that's all I will say for now. That's very fascinating, and I appreciate that. That's an interesting side of it, especially because you dropped that dancehall tip a little bit earlier, if I'm not mistaken, showing that you're yeah. fucking with some different sounds. So that's correct. So every Monday of two together. Yes, for every Monday of March, I will be dropping a different freestyle on a dancehall rhythm. So yes. So how do you feel about social media? Um. It can be a drug, it can be an addiction, it can be a vice. Me personally, I I really try to limit my social media usage. Um, I understand that we have to play the game, especially if you're an artist and you're, you know, you have a duty to yourself to promote your art. Uh, to be quite honest with you, and I've said that to so many people, if it wasn't for music, you, I wouldn't be on, on I wouldn't be on the internet. I wouldn't be on social media. If it wasn't for Mr. Flipstar. Phil Jafari would not be on the internet. I wouldn't be. Uh, but I understand, again, um, personally, some people use it cor- you know, the correct way. I think some people misuse it, like anything in life. Uh, but again, who am I to judge? You know, it's, you know to each his own. Do, do what makes you happy. Be you. You know, that's, you know, that's as far as I can take it. But I, again, I understand that attention can be a drug. Uh, you know, it's, it's, social media can be a drug. And, I just know that I have to navigate the right way. So that's, that's, how, that's how I view it. Right. That's fascinating. I've asked that question to a bunch of people and nobody brought it there first. Um, so I think it's interesting that you did because, um, you know, it's mad addictive, especially when you start getting a bunch of DMs and shit and all of a sudden blah, blah, blah. And now you have to like, you feel like this desire to answer everything and answer everyone. And that's just that dopamine shit going off in your head, like pushing you to go and do all this yep. shit. On yep. the other hand, it's fucking good for your brand to do a lot of it. Not all of it. Oh, a thousand percent. But um, I totally understand what you mean about people misusing social media. I suppose in my question, the original framing was as a musician and how it fits into your world and things like that. But you went there with it, which is just so fucking fascinating, too, because it's kind of tied into how we all use it and the ethical responsibilities of it all. Oh, for sure. And like you said, you know, the the, the social media, again, I'm not going to lie, obviously has definitely has its own set of advantages where I have found myself... uh, being able to network with people that otherwise chances are I would have never met. I've been able to link with producers from obviously across the city. I've been able to link up with producers from the US and even I've even been able to, to link up with artists overseas that have they've seen our freestyle. I like what you do. I think you know you and I you know could do some damage on the song oh, for sure. How do we link up? Boom. Email exchange send you know send the beat so on and so forth so i find that in that aspect it is absolutely um an incredible tool uh, because again it allows you as an artist to reach masses that otherwise i would have never been able to so you know again being uh, again you know the, the the networking aspect is important 
So, you know, when it comes to networking and promotion, so, you know, because obviously, like, I know that to me, the one thing that I have been really working harder at improving is exposure, visibility, getting my voice out there, you know, and now, you know, understanding the importance of, like you said, you know, Spotify playlists, get, try to get your, you know, at least a song or two of yours in any playlists, you know, that will get, uh, you know, that will get uh, your, uh, your voice heard in places that, you know, you would have never imagined. You know? And now I can, I know that, you know, I have some, some songs of mine that have been played in, in Georgia and you know, California and Florida, uh, you know, in South Africa and France and so on and so forth. That again, before I would never, you know, it would have been, it wouldn't have been made possible. So for that, I'm really grateful for, for, for social media and how that has been helpful for sure. So when it comes down to the future of things, what do you think is going to happen with the live scene? That's the problem now with, you know, with COVID and the pandemic, uh, and I'm not gonna lie, I miss performing. I, I miss being being in front of a crowd and being able to perform. Me too. Uh, yeah, how man. will that, how will that affect us moving forward? I'm not sure, man. It's it's, that's the problem. Like it's, it's there's so much uncertainty right now. Um, I I don't know. Like I I just hope that there will you know we will have some semblance of normalcy when this thing dies down and 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 leaves you know that we'll be able to you know perform at shows and 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 competitions and you know festivals and things like that but that's the thing it's it's just it's like a big question mark i have no idea what direction uh you know the you know the performance aspect of of of, of music and artistry what you know what direction they'll go into because again yes you could perform on ig live you can perform online and so but it's not the same it's nothing not will the same. you know will, nothing will will be able to duplicate the feeling that you get when being live in front of a crowd nothing can do that so there's a couple of things to that so one is i talked to a 17 year old i ended up interviewing a 17 year old and he's he's kind of getting buzzed because he's just doing all the right things with the dropping tracks and he's social media marketing like a boss. He was teaching us all shit, and he told me he'd never perform live, so he doesn't know what the fuck to do with that question because he has no memory to fall back on. And so the next generation is actually popping off without the live grind, which is interesting mm -hmm. because it's actually a threat to like if you look at how this shit works, if youth drive shit, but not that it's gonna kill off live. So that. Uh, I've come to like my theory is this bars are weird because the drinks got really expensive anyway so it wasn't that lit um but that doesn't mean shows are gone like let's be real like you get a Belmont Belmont's still fucking cool people go to Belmont for a show it was always proper at a Belmont tier it was the tier below that Belmont that was fucking weird um there were always these little play and this is just holding subjective opinion but there are always these places that I could not convince my 30 something year old colleagues to want to go to that was the real truth. I could get them to go to Belmont because it looks like a fucking show place, you know? Um, so then I realized mm -hmm. marijuana is a, another factor. Um, you can't really smoke joints inside of a lot of places, which maybe you don't smoke, <laughs> maybe you do. But I don't know if you notice how a lot of times the crowd goes outside and smokes weed for a long time and doesn't stay inside at a lot of little yeah, shows. Yeah, that was annoying. That was annoying. Because, uh, so, you know, you want to you make sure that you have as many uh individuals in the crowd when you perform because you know you you know you're you're, you're performing you're an artist you want to you know spread your art you know your artistry to to as many people as you can so yeah that that was a bother that i'm not gonna lie about. 
Yeah. Um, I tried hard to only miss one person set. <laughs> but, like, the other side of that was the shows were, like, boom, 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 boom. And there was yeah, never back a smoke to back. break. And I never had yeah. a chance. Bands always had a smoke break because they have to switch shit around. So you were just used to 15 minutes and people go outside and smoke. So that's just a solution mm. for the future. But um, I realized private parties were this because I've been looking into how to get weed in. And you can't have weed at like a bar. It's just not possible. It's too complicated. But if you have a private event that's basically a show at a place, it's all the same things. You can smoke weed inside but then also that means you can just throw weed free ones right let's say you don't want the weed version you can just do the other version and then yeah. all of a sudden we can like fuck up the swag of the thing because yo like smaller scale byob style fucking dope ass venues where like people pay to get in but it's just a lit ass fucking party and then people's rocking shows like yo man i want to look into fucking warehouses and shit like that for real it's like because yo we're the guys that get to decide this. Yo, it's us. We're the ones. We choose what happens next if we're being real with the situation. We get yeah. to go out there and who's going to throw the shows? The 20-year-olds? I mean, they might, but like, I don't know that all of them have capital at this point in life to pull off some of the bigger scale moves that can be done in the city. That part. Sure. So I totally think sure. that the live side is going to happen, mostly because... I've been argued against by the whole world, and they reminded me that I also want to make it happen. So I'm fucking with it. I miss live shit so much, my guy. It's so fucking fun. Thousand percent. Thousand but percent. I hated the way a lot of vibes were, and they weren't my vibes. So it's not to say that those vibes don't need to exist. Fuck it. Those vibes have a whole audience, but <clears throat> I want some different vibes in, in the live scene, and I think that can always be done. But something that really fucked me up was yo, imagine like small scale intimate events on a bigger scale. So instead of so many like, yo, trying to like fill up 80 person bars, just fucking throw 20 person small scale parties, get that shit for the gram type shit. Then it's fucking blessed and you get people's in your face and you can kind of reasonably do that at your crib. And you can start like playing around with like different vibes and, and scripts. Mm -hmm. Are you still with me? I don't know if it froze up. All right, cool. You there? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like there's just all sorts of ways where social yeah, media is going to, like, you're good? All right, I think we're there. Okay, it's catching up. Now yeah, we're here. Awesome. So, yeah, I think, like, with the potential for it, like, imagine, like, you. what the internet has taught me is that people will watch your shit recorded. So, that's cool. But I also think that people will watch your shit recorded in front of people. So for me, it's like, yo, I already started talking to my engineer. How do we get like a, a fucking sound space set up post COVID where we start going live on Twitch in a room and it's like 20 guys in a room fucking doing it or whatever. And then like, you know, create little vibes like that. Where mm. It almost starts because yo, basically anything you do anywhere can now just go live. So the idea of intermingling all the shit I'm doing with social media in my head just works in a live environment if you just have the right gear and the right shit to set it up you know it's just logistics at that point so i'm totally convinced the live scene coming Very back true. but then you mix it with like the twitch so that motherfuckers and all those other places you recruited fans can watch your shit too and throw dollars so i think that hybrid model is what's gonna go down at all scales no and I see what you're saying with that, especially because, again, like you said, you could have 20, 20 people inside of a small, intimate venue. And then if you stream it live, then, and, you know, 
it could be like um I'll, I'll use that as an example. It could be like a, like an NBA game where they have a limited amount of fans in the stands. And then they'll have the virtual fans as well that you'll see, like, when you watch the game, you'll see them on TV. Like, they're probably, like, on Zoom or whatever. So you can probably do some, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that. Yo, I like that. This will, this will most likely, yeah, this will most likely be the way that people will do shows, like you said. So some people, let's say for either, you know, maybe out of fear, you know, so some people will still not, feel fully comfortable being around other human beings right uh so you know some some people will prefer watching or you know taking into the whole performance concert experience from you know remote location at home or whatever so they you know they could just stream it live and then even at the show if let's say if they you know they put their cameras on you know like i can kind of see it like let's say if you're on stage and you're performing like in front of you you have you know, the, you know, your constituents, you have all of, you know, the crowd and so on and so forth. And then in the back of you, you can have like a bunch of faces, like, uh, you know, virtual faces of people that are at home and they're watching the show at the same time. So kind of, and then, you know, so, you know, everyone is, is, is basking into the experience. Some will be doing it in person. Others will be doing it virtually, but nonetheless, you'll still feel this human interaction um, overall. So it's like a 360 scope. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm thinking that maybe this is something that um, they'll, uh, I think, uh, of doing like um i i can see it like you know i i can yeah. see that that'll be good that's basically why i'm starting some of this shit now like we started a cypher every tuesday basically montreal beats only freestyling because i can't solve latency for songs yet i can do it if we're all in the same crib mm-hmm. but i can't do it over zoom zoom is trash for that yeah and that uh, made me realize a few things like a that you're right it's not the same and i can't make it the same yeah, yeah. it'll never be the same so I realized that sure. lesson. But also, yo, it's dope stills. Like, it's 80% as good, though. That's the thing. Is yeah, it's yeah. not as bad as people think it is. It's wicked. Like, this conversation, it would be so much better if we were in person. But this isn't shit. You know? Like, it's it's not oh, as amazing. Of course. Of course. And that's kind of what rapping's like online. It's almost as good. And I can live with almost as good for a while. <clears throat> it's not, like, amazing. For sure. For sure. But, um... Yeah, no, I really think that you're fucking... Because, yo, if you think about, like, what the WWE is doing and a lot of these other live things, that's all it is now is just the Zoom audience, talk shows are doing it. Everybody's, like, normalizing the world to that Zoom audience thing. Shit, I didn't even think about that. That is a really cool idea. I'm really into that idea. And then that just translates into virtual reality and shit because all the same principles extend rather than being, like, fearful. Because, yo, there are going to be people that will never leave your house. But all I'm... Oh, of course. Yo, when I see VR, I just picture $2 microtransaction merch. And I'm like, this shit. And I picture, yo, imagine a music video in virtual reality. Yeah, just crazy. imagine as a, like, look, I, I, Serenity gave me this big lecture about fucking all the addiction sites and all the negatives. But I'm still going, yo, imagine what you could do with a music video in virtual reality. Yep. No, for sure, for sure. For sure. I hear you. Nah, that's cool, man. I hear you, man. So, yeah. so hold on, I see Will, Willie World asking, who is Flip's dream collabo? Damn. Ah, uh, shit. Honestly, I can't lie. If I were to be on the track with J. Cole and Kendrick. Yeah, I feel that. I would uh, I would bring, that my, my pen would be as sharp as possible. That would be, wow. I, I will probably rewrite the wrist at least 10 times just to make sure I come correct. But yeah, that would be my dream. That would be my dream collabo for sure. Mm. 
Yeah, hell yeah, man. Damn. Yo, do y'all have other uh, questions that you want to ask uh, Mr. Flipstar? Yeah, actually, hold on. He said Fab. Yeah, man. Willie, you you ain't you ain't lying, homie, because I went through a serious fab phase. Like when uh, the you know the, the the soul tapes, I was knee deep. Like actually, now now that I think of it, like I'm trying to think of, you know how sometimes like when you have like one artist that you really listen to more than others. Yeah. Like I went from I like I went through my Cassidy phase. I went through my Jada Kiss phase. Uh, one of the first phases actually I went through was Buster Rhymes. That was in the nineties. Uh, I went through my uh, game phase. I went through my Styles P phase. I went through my Chic Luch phase. I went through my J Cole phase, Kendrick phase. But then, like again, there are some that are no longer phases because I listen to them, you know, religiously. So J Cole and Kendrick, obviously. Um, I went through my Logic phase. I went through my um yeah man there's a few rappers there's a few artists that i like okay i was cameron like are there a few artists that i was i was so um enamored by them i was so in awe of what they were doing at the time and i still am but i just went through like so oh, okay. there was a there's certain artists that was uh i think that makes like a lot a, of sense or at least i yeah. I, I mean i get it from a, a sense of inspiration certain people yeah. end up like like i remember my yellow wolf phase very distinctly and then i moved on and it was no longer that currently i'm on my black eyed peas 2010 phase i know it's a very bizarre choice but that whole era it's not really the black eyed peas it's just to reflect like lmfao's in the list right now all this yeah shit. oh man those are the time man but i was like yo i kind of i kind of want to know what my old fun self liked <laughs> you know like so i went back to that shit oh, for sure but yeah for sure hold on he's yeah, this question. Ismail is asking, did I listen to the Logic new album as Dr. D? Um, if you're referring to the the last album that he put out before he retired. It's after I, he retired. Okay, after, no, I didn't, I, he, I, uh, I, hadn't, I haven't heard of that. He put out a new album it. under the pseudonym Dr. D to try to pull a sneaky sneaky and then everybody caught him because he probably wanted to get caught. So he retired and then now he's did an album as Dr. D. As I understand it, no, I haven't. I haven't heard that one. My, to me, peak logic to me is um, well. There's the uh, the incredible true uh, the 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 what you call it under pressure, and uh, the incredible true uh, true story. These two albums to me are his like these are his best projects. And then after that, it kind of felt a bit gimmicky. The last one though, the last one before like the the last one under logic. Uh, um, that he put out before he retired, I I think that was, like I think he was trying to go back to the essence. So uh, that one was I liked it, um, but again, under pressure and the incredible true story. These are two albums of his that I really to this day I think I think to me they're they're modern day classics. But that's to me. Anyway. No, that's fair. Um, I never listened to that era of Logic. But everybody who has has assured me that everything that came after yeah, is yeah, not, no, no. It's not no, no, it's not, it's not, it's not representative of who he actually is. Honestly, it kind of felt like I'm not gonna say if he had a, um, if he was going through like an identity crisis, but it felt like he was trying to find himself, and I think he, um, he was trying to appease to the younger demo, like as far as like going into trap music and so on and so forth, and becoming a bit too melodic. Personally. I wasn't um, 
I wasn't fucking with it, but that's just me. I see here another question. Uh, did you listen to, uh, no, before you record music, do you have a specific rit uh, ritual beforehand? Before I record, not really. Um, I would say maybe uh, I, stay in, I stay in the car for a while and I, I'll put the instrumental and I'll, you know, I'll rehearse, rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. I don't know if I would call that a ritual per se, uh, but it is something that I know that I have done for years, like on my way to the studio, like I'll put it on, like a, I'll blast it and then I'm gonna, you know, go boom, 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 and so on and so forth. Uh, all right, hold on, Mr. Felistar, who would you be, who would be your next go-to soul artist after Marvin Gaye if you have? That is a really good question. Shit. Uh, damn. After Marvin Gaye, soul artist. Uh, Luther Vandross is obviously high up there. Um, damn, that's a good, that's a good question. Uh, Barry White is up there as well. Um, damn, I, honestly, I'm stumped. I, I don't know how to properly answer this question right now. That's a really good question. You're making me think. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I really don't know. Um, but yeah, I would say, I would say maybe Luther and, and Barry White, uh, will be up there. Um, shit, what, what other artists I, I know I really love? Uh, the group guy, but again, that, I wouldn't consider them soul because that's more in you know, New Jack City, but the group guy, um, Bobby Brown, New Edition. Again, I'm, again, I'm gearing more towards R&B right now, but still, yeah. Uh, if I could bring one artist back from the deck for a collab, who who would you revive? Shit. Uh, probably my number one rap artist of all time, which is Notorious B.I.G. He really, he really made me wanna. He really made me want to. I like that Stevie Wonder, by the way. I like that. I really like that Stevie Wonder. I really like that. But yeah, I would say, I would say Big. That's a tough question, man. Shit, because there's Big. Obviously, I would love to do with Pac. I would love to do with Marvin Gaye. I would love to do with Michael Jackson. I would love to do with Prince. I would love. To, I would love to do with Nipsey Hussle. Oh my goodness! So I don't know, man. That's a that's a that's a hard question, man. That's a hard question. It's a good question, but it's a hard question. Easy E, yes. It's it's, it's too many artists that have passed. That again, I would I would be more than big pun. Oh, big pun, man. I would. Oh wow. But yo, yo, big puns and you know his his lyrical riddles. I would have to. Oof. <laughs> oh, hey, Amy Winehouse too. That would that that's a good one. I'd love like see Amy Winehouse's song with Nas, uh, that Cherry song on that Life Is Good album. Oh man, what a song! Like her voice is different. Her voice is like I actually went through a mini Amy Winehouse phase back in the days. Um, no, she's different, man. Her. Her voice is, is unique and distinct, and her style it like just. Mm. All right. So, what do you think of the younger artists? Are you fucking with a lot of these new sounds? Oh, hold on, quickly. Neo Soul, yes. I Neo Soul. If you're talking about the Dwellers and you know the the Maxwells <laughs> and the um, the D'Angelos and yeah, of course I love Neo Soul, man. The uh, Jill Scotts, love all of them. Love all of them. And yes, Mac Miller would be. Uh, I like Mike. I like Mac Miller's style. I like, I like his beat selection, and I like how he makes simple sound, simple rhymes, 
sound not so simple. It's Mike Miller. He had a he had an ability to do that, and I really appreciate that. To go back to your question, my man, uh, new artists. Do I really f with them? Uh, I'm not really familiar with too many of them, to be honest with you. Um, I'm uh, there are a few new artists that I really like. Travis Scott, I really like. Well, he's not. He I don't think he'd be considered new anymore. Uh, but like, not like finally leaving the freshness of new. Right, right, right. So I I like Travis Scott. Um, because again, if I, if I look for new artists, I always look for the new artists that are lyrical. Like Reason from TDE, I like it. He's uh, he would still be considered a new artist, and I really, really like him. I like his album was one of the albums I listened to the most this year. Not my not my top album of 2020. Busta Rhymes holds that spot, but I really, really liked. Um, I really liked. Uh, uh, I really like him. Again, Travis Scott. I like him. Um, I'm trying to think of who would be a new artist. No, nah, like I asked, it, I asked it really vague on purpose. I don't like the specific version of the question because you know what? It lets me know what that means to you, right? Yeah. yeah. That's why I ask it vague. Just to answer Ismail because I appreciate what he's asking, but I didn't say young. I didn't want to go in that. I wanted to know what you thought about it first a little bit because there's a whole lot of ways it can go from that point. But Travis Scott's a fascinating choice. Oh, Giveon. If you guys, that's R&B. It's an artist by the name of Giveon. G-I-V-E-O-N. He's really good. I like D-Smoke. Uh, I like Sir. Um, I, I like Pop Smoke. Um... Uh, King Vaughn again. I really wasn't like when by the time you know his, his he was unfortunately uh, taken from this earth. I wasn't aware of him. I listened to some of his songs afterwards. Again, drill rap is not my type of music, but I like how he sounds. Right. I like how he sounds. I like just like Pop Smoke, drill music, not really my type of rap. Goodness gracious, I like how he sounds. Like his voice is it, like you gravitate towards his voice. Like it's, it's, it's really dope. Yeah. No, but that's super, super interesting answer. And I like it. I like that you're open-minded to, like, certain things, right? Like, you're willing oh, to sure. try it out. Sure. I, that's part of why I worded it like that. Because, um, I don't know. I could ask you about, like, you know, melodic trap, but that's a boring question. You either like it or you don't. Not, like, I'm not really not really to put into a melodic trap, to be honest with you. I'm not. No, I feel it. It's fair. You know, it's not for everyone. Um, But, like, I, I just yeah. was curious. Because some people, believe it or not, are just like straight up no i don't listen to new music i'm locked into what i like and that's it for life no i i can be open to a few uh to a few artists that are again that would be uh you know described as out of my comfort zone uh but again like i said i'm more of a i'm more of a you know an old head like i'm like i'll listen to like if you put on sade I'm I'm more than content. Like I, you know, like I listen to Sade a lot. Um, it's it's I don't know. It's just it's it's different. It's I you know I like I I listen to a lot of like, you know I listen to a lot of '80s soft rock. Like what like when I see like a thing. Okay, so you see how like Willie when he asked me like if I have a ritual before uh before I go record. No, but I have a ritual when I take showers. When I take showers, I go in the shower. I turn off every light. 
I have the iPad in there. That's the only source of light. And I will put on some, I'll put on some Neo Soul. I'll put on some, like I have some, some 80s uh, soft rock playlists that are playing while I'm, while I'm in the shower. And I take like super, super hot, scalding, you know, showers. I'll put on some, 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 again, some 70s uh, R&B. I'll put on some, some, uh, some uh, 90s techno. Like, it, like it, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, whatever, whatever zone, I'm in that day, then, you know, you know, you know, whatever my energy is, then that, you know, that's what I'll, uh, I'll go and do. Um, but yeah, man, I, I really like to, I really like to, to travel musically through different eras, man, for sure. No, it's cool. Honestly, I never think about Neo Soul. So this whole conversation has me curious, you know, I'm on this, uh, as Willie pointed out, ladies quest is so something I started doing is watching what, uh, music my girlfriend bops her head to, uh, mm -hmm. just cause I never really noticed before I wasn't paying attention. So, I think it's interesting. Like I never heard of ocean. Now I know yeah, it's a thing, and I I'm know how to spell it because I've seen the word. Um, I'm but, gonna see. I'm gonna check that out. Ocean for sure. But um, but basically, uh, I do want to ask Ishmael's question. Did you watch Rhythm and Flow the show? I I watched some of it. I didn't watch the whole. I didn't watch the whole. <laughs> I didn't watch every single episode, but I've seen some of it. Uh, I think the concept is you know the concept is good because it allow. It allows for exposure, and obviously, as we saw, you know, D Smoke. We, we, I mean, you know, we see it now, right? So obviously, something positive came out of that. And there was another rapper in Rhythm and Flow. I think he was like uh, of uh, Latin descent. I can't remember his name. I actually, I actually think he had a verse this year. Um, he had a verse this year mm -hmm. in um, the BT, uh, the BT Cyphers, uh, the the no, the, the Hip Hop Award Cyphers. Uh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he was. Um, he was he was the fly flawless. I think that's I think flawless is the name. Yeah, I think it's flawless. Yeah, so yeah no, true. it's it's a yeah, it's 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 a dope concept. All right, stop. So, what else do you do with your life outside of music? Shit, uh, you know, obviously family. You know, I have a, I have a daughter. Um, video editing. Like if we're talking artistically, it'll be video editing. Um, yeah, video editing and music right now, especially like I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm locked in now. Like I'm, I mean, like the the mode that I'm in, I'm locked in, and it's a it's 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 a great it's 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 a great feeling to be in because I hadn't been, uh, I hadn't been, um, locked in in quite some time. Um, again, with you know going through some shit, 2020 and so on and so forth. But I feel like I'm back on my feet now, and I really wanna, I really wanna you know keep applying pressure in 2021 and really. Uh, you know, like I said, push the envelope and continue to, and continue to, um, to, uh, to, to test myself, how, you know, you know, to push my limits, how far can I take this? You know, how, how can I continue to make myself be, um, you know, the goal is always to be better. You know, I, today I want to be better than I was yesterday. Tomorrow I'll be better than I am today and so on and so forth. Right. So yeah, yeah I would say that these are things that I, would you be that, I, that I've been, you be willing right. to fuck around with something like writing music live on Twitch? Yeah, yeah. I can tell you it's actually fucking rewarding as fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course I would. Yeah, it's dope. Of course I would, man. That's fresh. You're like actually the first person I've asked that question. And you're just like, yeah. Like, just oh, yeah. Of course, twice. baby. Yeah. And this is what keeps the pen sharp. Keep, you know, it forces the brain to, you know, the brain activities to be on point. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, my dude Lamef has a channel, 
basically freestyles. If you follow him, he freestyles. You can use his channel points. He makes beats on the spots, makes songs on the spots. Just fucks around with it for real. All crowd engagement shit. It's actually kind of lit. Is it as good as like the fucking real life shit? Nah, it's close enough for now these days. But it's uh, it's it's not bad. Like you get all these people that fuck with you in a different way. Like honestly, Ismail's around all the time and it's fucking so cool. And all these people come back like over and over. And then they watch you. You, I wrote a song and I recorded a song on the internet live to people. It was like the weirdest experience. I've never. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Ismail was there for all of it. I don't know if he paid attention to all of it. Oh yeah, and then we, I, I brought up the cipher before, but Willie's been jumping onto Zoom on Tuesdays. Yo, Willie can rap, is what I learned. Like I watched Willie go from like rusty to like fuck all of y'all. I'm taking the throne in like three weeks. <laughs> no offense, Willie. So like you like we're just kind of fucking around on the internet now, honestly, because like we're not allowed to leave the apartment after eight. What are we gonna do, you know? But uh, that's right. It turns out the fans like it. Which is really interesting, right? Because Ismail's like, by all definitions, the magic fan. The city's like, he's, he's there, man. He he like saw another guy get interviewed and copped his album. He saw the next man's interview and spun his tracks so they were all like over a thousand spins. Like Ismail's the real is real one like that. Ah, uh, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. That's and he's in Montreal. So shout out Ismail. Yo, right. Shout out, out. Shout out. Never met him one shout time, out. just through the internet. So I mean, shout like, out Ismail. Yeah, he's like super fan for real. We gotta give him love. It's like Montreal, like Ismail is part of the scene. That's what I'm saying. Like he's just there, you know. Shout out, shout out for sure. But um, I just think it's dope. I think you'd crush it on Twitch. I think you'd be like one of those guys. You'd fucking have like ten times my number in no time because you fucking just out there doing your flippity star. Yo, you have to listen to how fast you can produce these freestyles and shit. You aren't lying when you say you can write fast, right? Like I'm not saying like your sonic speed, but yo. You banged out a lot of things in the last, like little one minutes here, little verses. Yeah, yo, it's I do that, yo. The the um the weekly, like you know, the um, this will only take sixty seconds of your precious time. I do that, like I. The goal is to do this every three months. Again, I don't want to oversaturate it, so every three months I'll select a month, I'll select a theme, and then every month, you know, every the first of you know whatever. You know, the first of the month, whatever day of the week it falls on, then every day of that week for every single week of that month, I'll do a freestyle. So, yeah, man. Hmm. Apparently, Ismail started following me after I reviewed a Ritz album I did not like because he basically talked about cocaine and girls the whole album, and I got bored on the content front. I'm sorry, but Ritz brings up cocaine and hookers in, like, virtually every song. It's fucking weird. His fans got mad at me for pointing that out, but, I mean, he fucking wrote it there. Anyway, I didn't really remember that what review Ismail came on board for, but, yeah, the internet's weird like that, my guy. It's just like that. <clears throat> um, but that's crazy, because the one thing about your strategy that actually makes it kind of effective is the scarcity angle, which I think a lot of us are trash at. Like, um, I'm not really going for scarcity. I'm live, like, every fucking day. Uh, but, like, the fact is, when it pops up, I do kind of like it. Like I said, it's weird. I realized when you tag me in something, I don't hate it. And I was like, why don't I hate that? That's the weirdest <laughs> shit in the world to me, okay? Like, it's, it's uh, for real. Like, I sat there, because you tagged me while I was live. And I'm like, mm, I kind of want to watch this. But I'm sure it's copywritten shit, so I'm not going to play it. <laughs> that was my first thought. I'm like, whatever you have there might trigger Facebook and make them mad. So I'm not going to gamble on that. But I saw it, and I'm like, 
ooh, I want to see that. And I'm like, why? Why does everybody else tag me? And I'm like, fuck all y'all what you're tagging me post in my head. I don't write it. But then you're like, here with your shit. And I realized what you just said. You you do it for four weeks, so you get a little into it, and then you, you, you bounce that, out. Yeah. I never saw that secure. before. Yeah. it's uh, And the reason why is because if I overdo it, then like you said, people will get bored. If I overdo it, then people will lose interest. So I understand the... Like it's, I guess I, I call that the, I call that the post and ghost technique. So you'll post for a while and then you ghost for a little bit and then you come back and then you do the same, you know, you repeat, you know, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, but you have to allow some time for people to miss, for, for people to miss you, so to speak. Right. So, and not only that, you know, like it's, it's, I like, like, you know, like I said, you know, I, I, I always try to, you know, to, to really think through whatever the 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 theme is whatever the the idea is so you know i don't you know it's a uh, i'll think of a theme and then i'll go with it for the entire month and so on and so forth bro. i like that a lot i like it because it's so like calculated and strategic <coughs> man fuck sorry about the coughing i don't no, know what no the worries, fuck happened and then you're no worries, you probably went you're down like... the wrong pipe <laughs> You're just sitting there live and you're like, holy shit, it's not going away. But it's all good. That is the beauty of the internet. And, uh, yo, though. All right, coming back to life. We good with it. Not bad for that. But, yo, for real, though, I like the way you think a lot. How do you consume news? Alerts. Notification alerts. CNN alerts. <laughs> do you Twitter. read or do you, like, watch it? Uh, it depends. I uh, depends. Um, it's more reading than anything. I would say it's uh, Twitter alerts and you know app alerts. It's really how I. Uh, it's really how I consume um, any anything that's newsworthy. Yeah. That's nifty. Yeah, no, Twitter's a great tool. Twitter's a great tool. I'm not gonna lie, Twitter's a great tool. I swear, before you came on, I asked if they watched the use trending because I was like, let's check trending. Why is Toronto trending? And you know what I found out? Jake's filming a music video. And I'm like, oh, that album is coming out. <laughs> yeah, sort of certified lover boy. So I hear you. I can't wait. That's just gonna be like, as far as album reviews go, that's like the the most honest clickbait in the world. Who doesn't want to know what the new Drake album is gonna be? Yeah. That's some review that she'll have on Twitch shit. But um, apparently Willie has more questions. And uh, then no questions came. So, uh, um, but yeah. No, for real. Um, I was curious about the news thing because you're really, like, informed. And I have a theory that, like, a lot of people watch their news. And it really influences them a lot more than reading the news. And so... Yeah, I don't know what your thoughts on that are. Um, to me, not really. Like I said, me, I'm, I'm. My news consumption is really just you know through the alerts and whatnot. I, I reading more than I watch. So this is more how I, I guess, stay quote unquote up to date. But with, with that, you know, with yeah. whatever's going on in the world. So you clearly had like, you have like this this view of the world that. I would call not very sensationalized. You seem to be very grounded. 
very able to process things, which is why, you know, when I say, how do you process the news? Because, yo, it seems like you're able to. And then so I figured you had to read it was my thought. So it turns out you, you more or less read it through alerts or whatever. But that means you're thinking about the languages and you're not. Oh, so anytime, like if I'm to rap about something, if I'm to if I'm to make a song about a specific subject or whatever the case may be, I'm not gonna go in there blindfolded. So yes, I will definitely do my due diligence. I will. I'm gonna read about it. You know, obviously, you know, I'm gonna verify the uh, credibility of source A, source B, source C, and then at that point, if I have sufficient amount of information to develop you know something and at that point yeah no uh, i'll be good but uh, yeah no, i'm not like i never want to jump into something not knowing what the hell i'm talking about i like that uh, so uh apparently willie wants to know if you ever had your bike stolen <laughs> <laughs> nah nah i've never uh shit i don't think so no i don't think so um i had i had a bike break down on me but i don't think i've had um, uh, my bike Stolen. I can think of yeah, fair yeah. enough. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know where that came from. I'm not. <laughs> but it is what it is. And the man asked. Um, All good. Nah, but I appreciate you coming through for real. Um, I really like. I appreciate you having me. I appreciate okay. you having me, man. Honestly, man. But I appreciate now, you taking the time. wants to know if anything was stolen. <laughs> like what? <laughs> If I ever, if it did, if I ever, if I has anybody uh, ever stolen anything from you? From you, I'm sure. Honestly, I'm like, sure. Like, off I had off the top of my head, off the top of my head, I can't, I can't remember right now. But I am certain. Oh, actually, no, that's a lie. I've um, shit. What did I guess? Um, but no. See, that's the thing. There's one thing that I was under the impression that it was misplaced, but now come to think of it, it was stolen. It was my wallet. Mm uh years ago because uh, i i to this day i've never found it so you know and 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 that and that is a nuisance because when you have to get all of your government uh I, I identification re reissued oh man that you gotta jump through, through hoops <clears throat> i jump through hoops just they to all get require that each other so you have to find yeah, like, the base it's so annoying it's so annoying so many forms to fill out so many places to go to and so on so forth wait in line Gotta miss, you know. Gotta take time from work. All right, man. Mm. Yeah, man. Nah. Fair enough. Somebody stole my Pokemon Yellow once. I will vividly remember that for the rest of my life because that's Pokemon <laughs> Yellow and that's some serious shit at that age. I was like twelve or whatever and it popped. But yo, thank you for coming through, my guy. I really appreciate having you here. <clears throat> yeah, appreciate you having me. Appreciate. I appreciate the fact that you. Again, it's not like, uh, you know, like I said, you didn't come into this interview uh, ill-prepared. You came, you had all of your facts, you had everything with you. You asked, you know, the right questions uh, when it came to the music and so on and so forth. And, you know, you make references to the album, the song. I appreciate that because it lets me know that you actually have a vested interest into the artistry. And you're not just doing, okay, oh, because I heard Mr. Flipstar has, uh, you know, that he has... Uh, you know, a little buzz going on or whatever, or, you know, he's putting on freestyles or whatever. So I'm just going to interview. You actually did, you know, you came in there, you came in here prepared. And trust me, as the person on the other side of the spectrum, I, like I'm on the other side of the coin, I appreciate that. I just wanted to say that. So thank you. Nah, I mean, I can empathize with that a little bit. I've not been interviewed twice and I was, 
I was at people didn't know I made music kind of thing, like or when I started or the order, and I'm like, come on, man, it's just Google, just yeah, Google, yeah. just Google what simple. I did. I'm very easy to. It, it is that simple. But like, I'm not talking. So the so I basically my cheat code is to make every episode one with a person their story because I can't find mm -hmm. that. <clears throat> I don't have the time to like fucking stalk your Facebook post and you know, it's just no, weird. for sure, for sure. But the For music sure. part, like, come on. That's the easiest shit in the world. Listen to the albums. I don't even have to like your shit to, like, I mean, I do like your shit. But I don't have to like your shit to give you the decency of, like, the shine. But really, it's about Montreal. That, like, we're all we got song. Think about that title. <clears throat> That's why reason. you have to, like, sit there and go, you know what? You can't be, like, yo, I don't like everybody. That's truth. And not everybody's going to like me. That's also truth. But at the end of the day, when we, we all got to, like, Yo, I had this theory, right? Like, Montreal's the Montreal problem. It's come up a lot in Facebook land. So I look at it like this. Everybody understands how to be a player, and everybody understands how to be a team, but nobody understands what the fuck a league is. But really, what's a Montreal Canadiens without an NHL, right? Just to bring it back to hockey. And the league, yo, how are you going to get, like, so-and-so in the office place to bump it if everybody's just negative nilly shit so i started sharing love i just started sharing shit i just started sharing and, sh and listening and you know what montreal's got a lot of dope music i do we have a lot of good artists not gonna lie it's pretty like honestly i don't even know any i don't like that much there's a few maybe whose music is not my cup of tea which is fair but like trash like really garbage I don't know. There's attitudes I don't like, but music? I don't know. Most of it's pretty good. And uh, it made me realize, yo, it's a league issue. If we get the league together, the city thrives. And the government's not going to help this league. The government's helping the other league, the, the French yeah. league. You got that part. But that's, you got that right. That's why I said it's on us now, which is a weird charge. But, I mean, I figured there's just got to be enough people in our age bracket who have enough XYZ income that could pull together enough resources to do some pretty incredible things if we ever decided to work together in a more collaborative state. Yep. And I'm very motivated to make that happen. Personally. For sure. I think you're the type of dude that when that stage comes and we're all there, you're going to be there. Because how couldn't you be? You, you wrote that. Dude, you've been about that Montreal unity when I was still a hater. <laughs> <laughs> thousand percent, man. Thousand percent. I respect it a lot. And that's, uh, that's why it was a pleasure to have you here. I don't know if you did your 514 online mix interview or if that's coming still. I did. I did. I did. And I was a fan of you as well. Shout out to Chrisella. Yeah, she's wonderful. Shout to, so yeah, shout out to Chrisella. Shout out to the whole team over there, man. I really like what they're doing. So I wanted to just promote that. It's also, I don't know if it's out yet or if it's coming. Yeah, it's out. It's out. It's out. It's, it's, yeah, it came, it came. I think, shortly, a few days prior to the album release. Mm. Uh, so uh, last week of January, my mind tells me right. It's yeah. fresh. I know I would thought about it and then whatever, life happens. But I just wanted to make sure people knew it existed and that they wanted yes. to check that shit out because, yo, I, I fucks with them super heavy. They're, they're really great and everybody needs to support 514 Online Mix is my opinion. Thousand percent, thousand percent. But also support Mr. Flipstar because his music's wonderful, his attitude's wonderful. Y'all just seen it, you know. Like it, it was a great conversation. I think uh, we all learned. It's a good time. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming. I appreciate it again. Thank you all for watching. Um, do you have any last words before we do the little closing bit? Yo, last words again. I appreciate you, my man. I appreciate everyone that took the time to listen to this interview. Uh, please follow me on Instagram at rapmrflipstar. 
Um, again, especially now, today, March 1st, I just dropped a new freestyle series that I'm doing every Monday of, of March. Uh, go and subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is Nerd at Cool Table Records. Um, again, all of my, you know, all my videos are on there. Well, the majority of my videos are on there. Anyways, if you type in Mr. Flipstar on YouTube, you'll see all of my shit. But yeah, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to my, uh, my Instagram and all of my information is there. And again, my new album is out, Heart of Storytelling. Please, I beg of you guys, take your time, take the time to listen to albums on all DSPs, Apple Music, Spotify, uh, Tidal, uh, Amazon Music, YouTube, it's everywhere, right? So again, Heart of Storytelling, it's a 10, it's a 10 song album. Uh, it is my personally, my most cohesive album to date. Um, if you want storytelling, if you want bars, if you want, you know, nice, you know, sonically for it to, you know, to be uh, uh, pleasing to the ear. I beg of you, go listen to the album, and I hope you appreciate it. And spread the word, man. Montreal, so we gotta do spread the word. Yeah, I appreciate that. <clears throat> I co-signed the album stuff. I like it a lot. I'm not even saying that line-wise. I just really do like it a lot. I think Mr. Flipstar is one of the top-tier artists in the city. I don't want to, like, throw a label like MC about an artist. Like just artistry, like it's fucking cool to see. Like you could like go on and do some seriously big things regardless of what the city does, type thing. And it's not lost on me. I'm just glad that you're rapping the city the way you do because it helps us all look good. Oh, yo, twenty four seven, man, twenty four seven. And yo, don't forget, go watch that. Uh, uh we all yo, we got video, please. I'm not gonna forget, uh, my guy. I got uh, bad invested. I'm gonna check out more of your videos. Honestly, I just didn't think of it. I don't think of the videos. No, no, so all good, I, all good. I do it all the time with the reviews. I'll be like halfway through a fucking classic album review, some classic shit, like, and I'll just forget that there were music videos I was supposed to watch. And it's just yeah. kind of who I am. But yo, thank you again for coming. Again, I think everybody learned, but most importantly, thank all y'all for watching. All the people who stuck it through to the end, because yo, some of these people hours sticking there. You know what I'm saying? Twitch is lit like that. I don't care if it's a high number or a low number. The fact that that comment section just kept moving the whole time, like, yo, it actually hits my soul every time that happens like that. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Yo, you guys are having side chats that had nothing to do with us. That was lit. That doesn't happen very often. I'm like, I don't know what to say to half of this shit, but y'all keep chatting. It's fucking lit. Um, That's dope. It's unlike at a show when people are talking and you're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, and uh, thank y'all, thank y'all for watching in the future too. When this is on the YouTube's and everything, for and sure. the Spotify's and all wherever podcasts are at, because y'all are wonderful also. So um, definitely make sure to subscribe, follow all that good shit wherever you're at. Uh, like videos, yes, comments, yes. all that good stuff. Special thanks yes, to the patrons: Isma, Gadamsi, Chris Powder, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Scribble. The dope they support what we do. If you want to support what we do, and you're on Twitch, you can subscribe with that Amazon. <clears throat> that Amazon Prime is free. And in the future, patreon.com slash behind that suit. And um, yeah, no, that, that's cool, man. Thank you all for supporting everybody. We're going to go raid Willie, who's apparently watching hockey, because, you know, we can go give Willie some love. And if you haven't followed him yet, make sure to follow Willie. He does some great shit on Fridays where we, he takes people's music and he plays it. He played Flipstar's album, and it was like, yes, thank God. Now I can tell him I listened to it before, you know, because it just worked out in my life. So, yo, on that note, everybody, Live long and prosper, everyone. I'm